Uh, Shuck, and hello to this episode of American Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. Uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge brought their soft diplomacy A-game during last week's royal tour of Poland and Germany. On this episode, we'll review the tour, and if it has the potential to show mainland Europe, the Brits want to be one of them, but also separate. It's complicated. It is. It is very complicated. Indeed. <laughs> Let's go! Well, how are you today, Caitlin? I'm doing, I'm doing great. Uh, today I had a company party like all day at work. Really? So yeah, I didn't have to really. Uh, yeah, I'm we, jealous. I worked for a couple hours in the morning and then, yeah, we were at Brit's Pub in Minneapolis, That's which, a, which is very fitting. It's a fun locale. Yeah. Did you play, do lawn bowling? I did not. Um, so last year it was really hot out. And so I was like, I didn't really want to be sitting in the sun all day. Yeah. So I chose to, it was thankfully an overcast day until probably about 2 p.m. So yeah, I just kind of sat there and, and watched everyone else play. And but I did play last year. And didn't do any work, which is what's I important did, here. Right. So Sanctioned, not yes. doing any work. Not just like... Exactly. Just kicking back. Yeah. Well, so, that sounds fun. Yeah. So I thought it was a very appropriate day and brought us into today because uh, Brit's Pub in Minneapolis is obviously a British pub. Yes. That's where I used to go there. They sell like British candy bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to go there and be like, I'm in England because... Again, right. nerd, Anglophile. Right. It is nothing like England. No. But it's the closest we probably are to here. Their yes. food is terrible. Yes. So that, I mean, if you're going stereotypically, that's accurate. They're yes. being really true to brand there. Right. Um, but, but I've had much better fish and chips at other establishments. Oh, for sure. In the Twin Cities area. Yeah. So it is really unfortunate because it's a great location downtown. So I, I like going there in the winter. They have a fireplace that mm-hmm. is wood burning and it's really cozy and nice. But yeah, can't recommend going there for food yes. too much. But lawn bowling. Yes. If you're in the area, if you're in Minneapolis this weekend. Yes. Or for the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, but it will in be the cold. middle of January. I sat, well, today yeah. at work, I sat through a presentation from a lawyer who's a, somehow associated with the Super Bowl and the Vikings or something. Oh, cool. And it was pitched to us as a, here's what you need to know as a person who works in downtown Minneapolis yes, for right. how to deal with like this week that's coming up. And will you be able to get to work? Like, will you have to change your routine? Will buses still run? I mean, the, the logistics, like... Will your favorite lunchtime spot in the Skyways be overwhelmed? Like, should you yes. just work from home, no right. matter where your home is? Do you need to go to the grocery store and stock up a month ahead of time? No, it was a sales pitch. Oh. It was like, look at us. We're we're raising, our theme is 52, because it's Super Bowl yes. 52. So we're raising $5.2 million for the, the uh, like, fund. And I was like, oh, for, for like, like, the, the legacy fund. I was like, $5.2 million is not a lot of money. When oh, you're it's not $52 million? No, it was, oh. I, maybe I misheard. It was yeah. lunch. I was distracted by free oh, pizza. Um, but I th- think I heard something like 5.2. Oh, okay. And I was a little bit like, what? Aren't you? I certainly think they could do, I feel like the city and the people well, of the state of Minnesota could could do more, but I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was just a little bit frustrating because I had really wanted like the answers to my right. questions and I don't blame the person for talking a little bit about, you know, trying to sell it and make sure that people are excited for the events. 
but they're they're rebranding. So Minnesota, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard this. Oh. Minnesota is not in the Midwest. It's oh, in the, the north. north. It's in the north, yes. you guys. We are not the Midwest. We are different from Ohio we and Indiana. We have embroidered hats that we, you can purchase. For $65, you too can get a stocking cap that has the word north on it and a pom-pom. Yes. But they've taken it a step further, and now it's like bold north. Oh, and so yeah, the bold north. All yeah. of these things are branded. Well, and that trademark, that money goes right to those people. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned today. So oh. I don't know how I feel about it. Um... I'm It'll be you, a week. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Right. Yeah. Cause I work downtown too. I guess that won't, I guess that won't affect me that much, but yeah. Well, it is. Yeah. It's just also, I live within walking distance. Mm-hmm. I mean, a longer walk, but still right. walking distance from the stadium. And so my husband and I have talked about, should we rent this out? One, we probably aren't allowed to. Mm-hmm. And two, I don't want strangers. Right. Cause it's just like, you. I don't know. Like, obviously there's a lot of money to make, but at the same time, it's like if you, these people are like that desperate and it's like who are they and you obviously i mean you're you would be much better and equipped to let someone come stay in your spot because you can be like i can make a contract or like yeah versus me i just be kind like, of i just be like welcome but i would still have to like take them to court if they messed up my stuff or broke anything mm-hmm. and i i mean it would be a good judge judy episode because <laughs> And also, this is funny, Judge Judy apparently gets a lot of her cases for TV, or used to at some point, from the um, Dakota County, like, small claims court. Oh, because cool. there's a lot of interesting people there, so they would, like, read through these case filings, like, her, the people who worked for her show, and then they'd send letters and be like, hey, do you want her to be the person resolving your dispute? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, anyway, this has gone yes. on a wide tangent, guys. Anyways, we have a lot to think about when the Super Bowl comes to... The Twin Cities area. Yeah. I just am, you know, I hope it lives up to the opening ceremony of the London 2012 Olympics. Agreed. I want the Queen parachuting in. Mm-hmm. I want Daniel Craig. Yes, who would we consider, like, we had a prince We once. had prince. God. Uh, mm. So that's really unfortunate. I know. Not only that, you know, obviously that his life ended too soon, but... Yes, he would have. He was he, really our royalty. He was royalty. Because I don't consider Bob Dylan Minnesota royalty. No, well, Bob Dylan, <laughs> like you can, I, I don't, I don't get annoyed at people who like Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to hear current Bob Dylan sing. No, I think that's pretty across the board. Everyone can agree that he does not sound great. No, um, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see what happens, but yes. it'll be interesting, mm-hmm. and. We should probably dive into talking about things relevant to this podcast. Right. Otherwise, we will need to switch our our uh, genre to something else. Yes. <laughs> Musings. Musings. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm watching 30 Rock, and um, I just watched the episode where Tracy Jordan says he's, Liz is being racist and thinks he can't read. And then he's like, of course I can read. I even have a column in Ebony called Musings. <laughs> so that's that's that. I quote Tracy Jordan way too much. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So we will begin with just kind of our um, look at what's been happening with the Royals since we last spoke to you. And it's been a while. I was on vacation, um, so we couldn't record last week. But mm-hmm. so we'll head back, dive back a couple weeks all the way to the Spanish state banquet. Um I was really excited to see what was everyone was going to wear there because not only was it the British royals, but the Spanish royals and mm-hmm. 
how do you pronounce Queen Letitia? Is it Letitia or Letitia or? I thought I've always pronounced it Letitia. Letitia, but, but I don't know. That's... The Queen of Spain. Yes, Her Royal Highness. Her Royal Highness, <laughs> the Queen of Spain. She has some great fashion. Um, when she went to Westminster Abbey and wore that skirt with the flowers on it, that's one of my all-time favorite yes. skirts. I want it so bad. I want it so bad. So. It's also an occasion where people are going to bring out the, the larger pieces of jewelry. And yes. so we got to see what everyone had their butlers shine up for the day. Um, for Kate, that was a Marquesa gown, which was kind of surprising. I don't know that she's worn Marquesa before. I don't think so. And I think it was a debut. Marquesa for me has always been really hit or miss. Um, the sometimes it's it's really romantic everything they do is super romantic and poofy and like lots of embellishments but sometimes it goes a little off the rails like there's one dress that Heidi Klum wore to some award show and it was the <laughs> most bizarre thing I've ever seen was and it like a typical Heidi Klum kind like? kind of but like kicked up to 11 okay. like it was she was like weirdly naked in certain places and oh. then it had like a big poofy skirt but like it was only half of a skirt i, I think it was purple remember. and it had like ruching i, I don't know yeah. i've erased it from my mind because it was so bad yeah i actually really liked kate's dress i know it got some mixed reviews online i thought it was really romantic it played well to the occasion because it did kind of make you think of uh, the 1700s, yes. 1800s, and that's a time when Spain and England were super involved with each right. other. I, I imagined that Kate could be, you know, on a boat of the Spanish Armada in yeah. this dress. She looked like Kira Knightley in Pirates, of the, the first Pirates yes. of the Caribbean. That's like perfect. Like when, yeah, and that, of course, she Kira Knightley in that movie is amazing looking, so to me it was more of a costume than something she would wear, but I think if you're going to wear a dress that's a little costumey when you're a royal, a state dinner is where you do it. And I think it might be also pretty helpful because I think it's a lot like putting on armor. So if people are criticizing you, they're not necessarily criticizing your taste. It's like, oh, well, I was playing a part that night. Mm -hmm. I was showing up to a state dinner right. with Spain. Diplomacy. Diplomacy. And also she had great cleavage. Mm -hmm. Cleavage looked fantastic. Though, and the, the bell sleeves, that was a little, you know, that that was what really gave it the, the historical flavor. And then it led to, it just added to my theory, which we'll talk about <laughs> later, which has been unfortunately dashed, but I came up with like an 18 point thesis because I was hoping that Kate was had baby number three on the way, but we'll get to that more in depth later. Um, I thought it was successful. Her jewelry was, of course, gorgeous. And that's all I really have to say. What I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Queen, the Queen of Spain. <laughs> she also looked fantastic. I know I really liked her, that red dress. Well, it was, it was off the shoulder a bit, right? Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're not looking at pictures right it's now. It's been a while. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think she wore a very good dress because, I mean, she always wears, like, some of the best. She's a, yeah. she, she's also a skilled royal dresser. Yeah, well, she wasn't all, she wasn't a born royal. Mm -hmm. She married the king, or then the prince of Spain. Mm -hmm. And she used to be in TV news, I think. I think you're right. And so she obviously, like, at least... You know, if she doesn't have great taste, which she probably does, she knows people who 
she can pay to give her yes. great clothes. Um, anything else on the banquet? Um, oh, it was also Harry's first state banquet. Oh, yeah. So he had never been to one, so I thought that was kind of exciting. And he was sitting next to a model. He was. Who was a British peeress who everyone was like, is that Megan? And then it's like, no, it's not Megan, guys. Definitely not Megan. I don't think he's allowed to bring Megan to his first ever state dinner. No. I don't even think you... Did Kate... I mean, their engagement was kind of short, but I don't think she even did too many official no. engagements before they were married. I feel married. like it was more like a day event or two, because they did like a day in Wales. Yeah. And like, they did Shrove Tuesday. and Yeah. And it yeah. would be probably light. like charity events mm -hmm. versus yeah and like she like you'd be expected to wear a tiara and she wouldn't have been married yet megan wouldn't have been married yet so right. she went or in kate as well so they wouldn't have been allowed to probably wear the jewels without right because they don't have ring. well because and they don't have the they're not they're not of noble blood right yet they don't have the the blood of a conqueror william yes. the conqueror flowing <laughs> through them no matter how diluted or maybe right. they do but well, yeah. apparently Kate and Will are, like, 13th cousins or something, so. Yeah. yeah. So, but that kind of means we're all kind of royal somehow. That reminds me of in Iceland. So, have you heard about this? The people in Iceland, how your last name works. Oh, It's yeah. like, <laughs> um, you know, my, like, you just always take your dad's name and your, then you say daughter. So, like, there's people there who will be like, their dad's name is Thor, so their last name is Thor's daughter, which mm -hmm. is a sweet last name. But because of that, it's really hard to track, like, your distant relatives. And because it's an island, you're kind of all trapped together and there's a limited number of people. So there's, like, an app to help you make sure you're not going to hook up with your cousin <laughs> if you meet one at a, someone like, at a bar. Distant who, enough. Yeah, like, it's just, like, how closely related to this person might I be? And so, I mean, whoever invented that, kudos. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like a struggle. I would be very nervous. Again, bringing you back to 30 Rock, that's a plot point. Liz meets the perfect guy, and then yeah. they, they kiss, and then she's like, why do you have a picture of my great aunt? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, no. So anyway. Oh. So, yeah, so that was the, the Spanish state banquet. Yeah. Um, next was, yeah, speaking of Harry, he was out for the Dunkirk movie premiere, um, obviously, as a, a veteran, it was the perfect opportunity for him to be at that event. Um, he met with veterans um, from Dunkirk itself, uh, Kosovo and Afghanistan, as a Afghan Afghanistan vet himself. And then also, he I could not I would be remiss not to mention that he met Harry Styles again. He did, yes. And, and there was extreme handsomeness yes, there was to the internet. Indeed, and I was like, can I watch that movie mm -hmm. of just you two chatting, right? Bantering being lads. You know, I just want that. <laughs> and also another PSA is I read a great, I'm like Dunkirk to me. I, it looks really good. Mm -hmm. looks beautiful. I, I think I've cried at the commercials though. I can't, mm -hmm. it's going to be one of those that like, I don't know if I can emotionally handle it. I cry at everything. So it just looks like it's really, but it's so beautiful. But there was, um, the, movie critic for Vanity Fair, Richard Lawson, he did a, he did like a serious review. And then he also did a review that's just called, so does Harry Styles die in Dunkirk or what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just an article and it's like, spoiler alert. I'm not going to say the Will answer here. to me the answer? Thank you. Yes. And so. 
<laughs> I did actually. That was one of the things I was wondering. So yeah. Well, I, again, me too. Good article. Everyone was saying, and I don't think this is revealing it, but like when a famous non-actor has a cameo, usually the cameo is short-lived. And when it's in a war movie, usually people just kind of assume the worst. Like, oh, he's there to get the teenage girls and 20-something-year-old girls in the door and, like, you know, in the seats and give them money, and then we can kill them off real quick. Right. But apparently, uh, you know, it's... That's uh, not always the case. It's not always the case. And, uh, well... Christopher Nolan also claimed that he had never, he didn't know who Harry Styles was, but he was like, he has been talking up. Apparently, Harry Styles was a decent actor, according to some reviews. So. That's good. So I'm you'll glad. have to see it to see whether or not he meets a fate. Perhaps he'll become a triple threat, like yeah. Justin Timberlake. Or <laughs> <laughs> yes. He'll watch. He'll have the career Justin Timberlake wanted to have. <laughs> oh, Justin. We love you, Justin. We love you. I'm sure you're listening. Yeah. So, oh, it's my turn to talk. So we uh, saw Kate and William at Wimbledon again. And I happened to see it live when it was happening. I uh, woke up and turned on the TV and the just happened to be on that channel. And I said, no, my husband was watching it. And I was like, why are you watching tennis? And then I was like, oh, and then it just panned to them in the box because match had just ended mm -hmm. and they were like greeting um, their friend Roger and being like, congratulations mate. And I was like, ooh, I get to see them. And it was great. And the commentator said something real dumb. He was like, and then the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge step aside to let uh, Roger's wife congratulate him first. I'm like, like, oh, that's real class. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they were gonna barge in there and like be like, excuse me. Wife of man who just yeah. won. My mom has a crush on you! Yeah. I know, really. <laughs> That's more like it. Probably, actually, Kate's like, play it cool. Yeah. Play it cool. Right. You know, you just gotta keep up this little, like, flirty distance. <laughs> yeah. And so that was nice. And then they, um, they went back to watch the mixed doubles, um, final. And it was really fun because the camera kept panning back to them. And they were sitting, like, a seat apart from each other. And so, of course, people are probably like, oh, they're getting a divorce. But really, it was like they, they kept turning around and, like, talking to people. And I'm sure if it were me, I would be like, my purse is sitting here, like, you know, in between. So, Wimbledon was good. You couldn't really see much of what Kate was wearing. Mm -hmm. um, it's Catherine Walker dress. And, again, it was not particularly, you know, it wasn't a bold choice. Mm -mm. And it was, but, like, it it was it was really nice. It was appropriate for the venue. I did really like it. It was a good day dress to wear to a tennis game, mm -hmm. for sure. Yep. And it was one of those dresses that was. It took a while for the 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 Kate ID people to find. Yeah. Which is unusual because sometimes I'm amazed. Like sometimes I can look at a dress and I like instantly know. I'm like, you know, it looks like a McQueen or it looks right. like a Jenny Packham. But like that one, it was like no one could find, even find. Like, well, because I assume that what they do is they take a picture. Like at least what I would do is I would just take the picture and, and just it, put in Google Images and yeah. see if it brings up any patterns. But I don't know how if you are listening and you are a Kate fashion idea you should tell us your, your tricks i mean you don't have to tell us all of them but we'd well, love right also we would we would have you interview we yeah. would interview you we sure would yes but um like also that one the pattern on it was so distinct that i would assume you would be able to idea it because usually if a collection is coming through you have this 
patterned fabric and you use it in multiple pieces. So even if it's not like on a skirt, there might be a silk scarf with it on there where you could easily identify it because mm -hmm. it is so distinctive. But yeah. of course they found it out or they figured it out that like they, they always do. Yeah. And it was for the Chelsea flower show or was like part of it. So mm -hmm. that's perfect since Kate had been there already. Yes. So who knows? Maybe she saw it that way. See, oh yeah, so on Monday um, in the US and UK, the Princess Diana um, biopic, I guess. Yes, biopic. Documentary. Documentary, I suppose. Yeah, that's probably better. Um, aired, um, mostly anchored by uh, Prince William and Harry, just kind of, yeah, reminiscing about the person that their mother was. And um, I think we're going to talk about it more in a future episode in depth. Yes. Um, but I thought it was really well done. So I would definitely encourage people to watch it. You have seen um, it. Yes. I have not. You found it on YouTube. I sure did. I was waiting to steal my parents' <laughs> HBO Go password. Okay. And if I don't manage to do that in the next few days, I will just I will just see what I can do. Or okay. um, HBO does have a free trial, I think. Okay. Where yeah, you can you sign up way. and you get four weeks. And uh, my it, husband's out of yeah. town this weekend, so maybe I'll just do that and binge watch a bunch of yeah. HBO stuff. Does ITV do any public? Because that's what it aired on in the UK. I don't know if they do any free viewings or anything. If you were in the US, you'd probably have to it's do like, a no. proxy server and do what... My husband's figured out how to do to get the BBC. <laughs> Shh. Um, but <laughs> we Sorry. only use it for to watch like Christmas specials because <laughs> we're weird. But um, yeah, I think I think if you're in the United States, HBO is probably good unless it's still on YouTube. Right. I I think that that's probably the, going to the, only the be link, there for a limited the link, time. Yeah, the link that I was um, shown was like watch it before it's gone. So I was like, I don't even know if this is gonna work, but then it did. Yeah, it's only an hour long too, so it's not super long. So that's that's all I'll say for now. Yeah. Yeah, they've also been posting a lot of um, old photos and video clips on their Instagram and stuff. So I think that's probably a tie-in promotion for that. And those have been really sweet to mm -hmm. see. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they approach Diana in the next, uh, the upcoming month. Like, mm -hmm. we've got this documentary. Are they going to do anything else? Uh, you know, it's like the 10 year anniversary was the big concert series. I don't know if there's I think anything they are like gonna, that. I think they are going to do something, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, we will get back to you on that. Let's do, we'll do our jobs. <laughs> we are there's a free lot, jobs. There's a lot of people to track. <laughs> yeah. Usually, you know, a lot of this stuff is just me, what I was reading on the internet anyway, mm -hmm. but sometimes I'm going into it. So oh. we'll have to see, but yes. And the other uh, milestone is... Prince George is four years old. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, boy prince. And <laughs> he got a new portrait released. And he's so cute. And he's, like, starting to look less like a baby and more like a person. <laughs> well, that sounds bad. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. there's the clear, like, baby stage. And then mm -hmm. there's the toddler stage that's, like... Like, you can more imagine. Like, like they're still closer to baby than, like, like... 10 year old like he's getting closer to being like an, a, a he could person be a, who he looks like he could be seven but i'm not very good at children's ages especially when they're dressed in old-timey clothes right and you can't you don't see how like actually tall they are yeah. also he's he's kind of tall isn't he i yes. mean his parents are both tall so that would be that would make sense yeah william was remarking that he's really tall and he's had some growth spurts yeah so 
Oh, well, that might explain, and I'll talk about this a little bit in our main segment, but why his shorts were so short when he got to Poland. <laughs> he had a growth spurt. But uh, <laughs> he looks adorable as always, and, you know, it's always fun to see those official, what they choose to release as official portraits, because obviously it's a little different from my photo that I probably got taken on my fourth birthday where I'm, like, probably have giant red eye because... That's just how we didn't have any kind of good camera or anything. And, uh, you know, my eyes might be closed maybe because we don't have digital cameras then. But now he's got this professional photographer who can just get this nice, really Mm -hmm. cute picture. But he still looks like a normal kid. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not stiff looking. Oh, for sure. I know. Cause someone did, they posted like every photo they've done for their birthday from birth. And it mm-hmm. just like, I got kind of weepy. I know. Like, I was like, there's this, this like, obviously they're, I don't know this child. They're growing up so fast. I know. But it just is like yesterday that they were just like, it's a boy. And like, I know. And he was taking a stuffed wombat and throwing it. Right. It's in just New like. Zealand. And now he's just or like Australia, but which. he still has his amazing, you know, facial, his features. cheeks. Yeah. I can't even stand it. Yeah, I can't so, stand it. Anyways, he's adorable, and we hope he had an amazing birthday. What do you think he got? What do you think his <sighs> great granny got him? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Like a horse. <laughs> I mean, it's not out of the question. Right. He got a pony. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he was very excited to ride that pony in Canada, but that was like a year ago. Yeah. So. I bet, I feel like he got something that's like an, a toy airplane or something. Yeah. Or a toy yeah. helicopter. Yeah. Like, like yeah. something, yeah. Because he loves it at the flowers. He loves the salutes. He lo- He really likes that, like, mm-hmm. military-esque stuff. Or And he also seems fascinated. He seems like he'd be the kind of kid who likes trucks and planes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like most four, a lot of right. four-year-old boys, I should say. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's right. something like that. I don't know. I would give him eight puppies. Eight puppies. And then I would be like, can I just, can I, can I play with all of you? (laughs) It'd be fun. All right, Caitlin, now is your time to give your resume My time to shine, you guys. I have been waiting and waiting for this moment. So I would like to announce my resignation from this podcast because I can no longer do it because I'm going to take a job up with Will, Kate, and Harry working as their senior communications um, officer. And yes, they are hiring. They posted just, I think it was yesterday when, or at least when we're recording, um, a job posting on LinkedIn. They posted it on LinkedIn? Yeah, they've, um, uh, dang, that's a good yeah, get for LinkedIn. Prince Charles has also posted some jobs on LinkedIn as well. That's crazy. Yeah. You can't do the, like, so on LinkedIn, you can press a button that will just send your LinkedIn profile to, yes. to a company. You can't do that. You have to go to the official website. Right. And they're probably um, like, are you a British citizen? Right. And then you're like... No. I wouldn't pass. Like, they would find out how crazy I am. Yeah. Like, yes. I've ruined really any chance. <laughs> you would get persona, You would get on a no no entry list right. to the country. I and hope, you, don't want you know what? I would actually be so pleased if I was on just any sort of paper <laughs> that may grace their desk or anyone that works with them. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So, they are hiring for a senior uh, communications officer. And uh, they will be working on marketing c- campaigns, strategies, and... Um, and other special projects that will um, support the house communications team. So it's, yeah, supporting their, them, you know, and the, you know, obviously whether or not that's their, their social media, 
all that. And yeah, their image essentially. And uh, this person should have extensive experience. This is from a um, from the job posting um, within marketing, media, or PR office with a relevant degree and ideally has experience working within the charity sector. Check, check, I've check. I've done all these things, Check, people. check, check. So I just want to say, your Royal Highnesses, I am ready to come work for you. She also has great hair. I have so great hair. So you I, can pretend, I, you can use her as a trial run, like a dry run yes. person for Kate's hairdos. You can just like you know, have the hairstylist, she wants to work on a new fancy yes. braid, just, or needs to test a new hair mask mm -hmm. to make sure it's not going to make yes. the Duchess's hair fall out. Yes. You know? I will try on clothes, they will not fit. I will be too big, but that's okay. You I, know? I will, I will really do anything. I mean, we've talked about that it would be great to be just the umbrella holder. Yeah, we, we were pretty, back in the day, we had, uh, we were doing letter writing campaigns. <laughs> I was going to um, write a letter to all of the boys who starred in Harry Potter, um, who I was in love with, and tell them that I would move to England to be their personal umbrella holder, mm -hmm. because, you know, they need it rains there, and that was my thought. Like they need that. They need somebody who's just going to hold their umbrella. I would do that mm -hmm. for them, for sure. Um, so yeah. So despite the fact that I do have a degree in marketing and PR, and I've worked in the charity section, and I can be discreet, I'm not discreet on this podcast. So I think that they would probably say no, but if I do have, you know, an extra hour in my day, I might just, I might just do it. I mean, they're, they're, um, and I don't know if this is a role that's going to report up to their current head of marketing and, yeah. PR, and he's an American. Oh, he is. He is. Um, yeah. He used, well, he's, he was, yeah, he's an American and he used to work in New Zealand mm -hmm. and he worked for the government there. And that's how he kind of now moved into this new role and that kind of issued when they've, they've started to be more open about their life and everything. And I think he's had a, a bigger role in that. I forget his name, but I think, you know, why not an add another yank? It would be great for, as our last episode was about. The special relationship this, could get a whole lot more special. I know. I would be discreet. I, I know. Would. She wouldn't even tell me. I wouldn't even ask. We probably wouldn't be friends anymore because I, know. I would have all this information. I'd be I like, know. I can't tell you. And you'd be like, no. And then we'd be like, what? I know, because you would worry, you would end up getting fired from FaceTiming right. live, <laughs> FaceTiming me discreetly, like, well, you're talking, well, Harry's just, like, on his phone in the corner talking to Megan, and I would be, like, I'd be, like, just sitting there watching, like, a creep, and then I'd get fired from my job, because I would be, uh, <laughs> ignoring my duties, just being, like, what are you doing? Also, I would have to stay, I would have to wake up at weird hours. I don't know, yeah. but I would I would sac make that sacrifice, and I'd be sending pictures of Lupo all the time. Ugh, yeah, maybe it's just like you should start Lupo's Instagram. I know, yeah, Royals, get on this. Like dog Instagrams. If you look at my who I follow on Instagram, it is eighty five percent dogs oh, for sure. And I don't know these people, and it's not even dogs who are particularly famous. It's just like, ooh, look They're at this cute. golden retriever. It's cute. I'm gonna follow it. It doesn't need a person to hold its leash, you know, like. It's, it's just a thing I do. It's a Lupo, you know, yeah. Lupo, do it. So anyways, I'm ready. Stop looking at applications. I'm ready. She's right here. I mean, I will even do this job for like literally no money. I will get a job as a barista. Yeah. To make ends meet. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I think, I think it would be worth it. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the end of my, my proposal. The end of your proposal. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a story that you put in here, but I think I can talk yeah. intelligently enough about it. Prince William is set to complete his final shift with the East Anglian Air Ambulance this upcoming Thursday, and that will be done at Cambridge Airport. 
which really means that this is the end of an era. Yeah. This is the end of military man William. I mean, I guess you never really leave leave that part of you behind, but end of active service yes. military man William shifting towards full time royal William. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's probably, I mean, I'm sure he's really sad to leave it behind. I think it's something he's really enjoyed doing. Also, I feel like that's such a fun surprise. Like, imagine, again, in a dream world, I'm not seriously injured. I'm just <laughs> stuck or something. Or I'm like, oh, my my leg's broken. I can't walk. You know, again, ow, but I'm not, I'm not in actual life-threatening peril. And all of a sudden, you know, a helicopter comes out and it's like a person who's the pilot is like this hot guy who's also a prince, you know? Yeah. There, there are some perks to being in danger. Yeah. If Prince William is saving you. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely, yeah, it's that shift from, yeah, they're going to move. They've already decided they're going to spend most of their time at Kensington Palace and yep. take on a larger royal role. And, uh, yeah, that has to be kind of bittersweet and, and yeah. difficult because, yeah, it, William does really crave and has fought really hard to have as normal of a life as you could possibly have. Yeah. So. Yeah, but we'll have to see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, picked up a shift here and there mm -hmm. as part of a charity thing. Right. Um, I don't think that the queen would be too keen on him uh, flying a helicopter for fun. Because, you know, <laughs> that's not the safest thing to do. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so we wish him well as he yes. retires, essentially. Changing, changing careers. Yes. Uh, and then onto something just more funny. Onto something uh, completely different. different. Exactly. <laughs> this was a couple of weeks ago, um, and I thought it was super funny. Um, Queen Elizabeth and uh, and the Duke of Edinburgh was were at uh, Stirling Castle in Scotland, and she was holding a bouquet, and she was going near this horse, and this horse was kind of hungry and wanted to eat the bouquet. <laughs> And it started to nibble at it, and yeah. she was like, get off! <laughs> she was like, excuse me, yeah, this is so, my flowers. Yeah, so she told this horse off, and this horse was like, oh, the queen just said no. And was like, okay, yep, sorry, <laughs> I, won't, I won't eat your flowers. So No, uh, mom, sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, so she knows how to tell off a horse, and uh, it's a good video. I would, I would watch it if you... I love... Like, two sec it's like a two-second video. I love all the random animal interactions that the royals have to have. Like, there's that goat that's a mascot of, <laughs> oh, yeah. of the regiment, and then there's, like, an Irish wolfhound. Oh, yeah, that's always that, like, um... There's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yay. And then there's always, uh, just, like, random horses. Obviously, there's going to be horses there, but the, there'll be, like, a weird Shetland pony or something. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's our mascot. It's like, this is great. Because <laughs> then the royals are like, oh, hi, you're wearing a coat. You're a goat in a coat. This is weird. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's good that she's uh, comfortable enough with uh, horses to know what to do in that situation. Yes. Though it would have been funny if it had just grabbed it and started chewing. Yeah, that would have been really funny. Yeah. And the final note here is we're wondering if there's a... We're kind of wondering where Megan's... What Megan's up to right now. Um, haven't heard any news of her mm -hmm. recently. Again, beyond, like, when her name was dropped in when Prince Harry showed up at the state dinner and everyone was like, ooh, he's sitting next to a young woman who's his age. Right. And it's like, mm, I think they've probably known each other since they could 
walk. Yeah. So I don't think he's gonna like. And she's married. Me. Yeah, she's married, <laughs> and lots of reasons. But I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. Is I she... know she's. I know she's back in Toronto. Okay. She does have a security officer with her now. Oh. Um, I guess that's probably the only news, and that was probably three or four weeks ago from when you know we're almost at the end of the July right now. Um, but that yeah. was kind of the last time she was spotted. Yeah, well, we may see her more in the upcoming weeks just because of the Diana 20-year anniversary and the fact that the Invictus Games are coming up and they will be in Toronto. So presumably, Harry will be there. Megan will be there. There at least might be some grainy photos. I don't want anyone invading anyone's privacy. No. Or taking pictures through but a window. But if they're window. in a public, public but if space. Yes, if they are walking in the park in broad daylight... If they are at a Starbucks, you know, again, <laughs> he's proposing at a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So those kinds of photos, I do like seeing again, it's a balancing act because a lot of paparazzi can be very invasive and yes. just not chill. Not that's, that's one thing paparazzi aren't is chill, but at least pictures of them. Like, I just want to know if they're together and they're right. having fun. So I yeah. guess we will hopefully see more, yeah, especially if Harry is headed back to Canada. Because why wouldn't you stop to see your boo? Yeah, when Bay's in Toronto. Yeah. You see, you see Bay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think that's all we have for the news for now. And we will get to touch on a lot of these people. Yes. I do actually have two errors. Oh, you have two errors. Okay. That I made last week. Oh, you made? Okay. (laughs) I didn't listen. Again, I was on vacation. I only listened to the very first part. I probably also made errors. I think I thought of one right when I got home. Uh, We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, mine are pretty quick. They're about the same thing. It was when I was talking about um, uh, Queen Elizabeth going to um, address Congress, the United States Congress in 1981. At first I said 1981. Which is oh, that's, not true. That's a decade earlier. Yeah, but it was 1991. I later said 1991, so it was just I misspoke. And then I also said she's the only you know British representative to address Congress. And I, as I was saying that, I was like, I don't, need, I didn't even fact check that. <laughs> I just said <laughs> that out of nowhere. So, anyways, um, that is not true. I later looked it up. Tony Blair has oh, yes. addressed Congress as well. Yeah, which makes sense. He's, that does. He's, I mean, with you know having been the person who was involved with. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, also 9-11 in general. And just a long-standing British yes. Prime Minister, somebody who had enough time to really... Yes. Like, some recognition around the world, it made sense that he's probably addressed Congress. So. Right. So I apologize. Sorry, Tony Blair. And with, like, a full royal pardon. Yes. I pardon thee. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just Tony Blair. I think right. it's fine. All right, so should we dive into our main topic I at think this so. point? As we mentioned at the top of the program, we will be discussing the recent tour that the Cambridges took uh, in Poland and Germany. Unfortunately, we're not currently eating pretzels while we record because no. I'm being very considerate. Mouth noises are gross. Yes. We're not going to do it, but. I did eat a soft pretzel this weekend. Oh, good. In solidarity with them. Also, because, like, my <laughs> my husband, we were in vacation on, uh, in Colorado. Uh, one of his college friends was getting married. And we were in Boulder, and there's, like, lots of cute shops up and down the street. So I was like, bye, I'm going clothes shopping. And he stayed with some of his friends. And then he just texted me a picture. And it's just a picture of a window filled with soft pretzels. Mm. 
And so I texted him back and was like, I can has, like, I'm, you're getting me one of those? And so then he texts back, of course, I already bought you one. And then he gave it to me when we met up and his friends were like, oh, that's so nice. I was like, no, he knows I'd divorce him if he did not, if he texted me a picture of a soft pretzel and he did not then purchase me that soft pretzel, done. Yeah. Donezo. True love is dead. Yeah. He knows. But it's alive. It's, he knew. It's a delicious carb and I love them very much. Anyway, I am going to start off getting back on topic and talking about the two days that they spent in Poland. And so what we knew before they left on the trip was we had their itinerary and we also knew that uh, George and Charlotte would be going with them, but we weren't sure what George and Charlotte would be doing. Uh, we assumed they would be at the arrivals and departures parts of the, mm -hmm. the trip. And I think that's pretty much what ended up happening. Yeah. And that's all they were. And so not too many sightings of the kiddos, but still cute. Oh, for sure. So on July 17th, uh, that was the day that they arrived in Warsaw. So the first time we saw the family again, it was when they got to the airport. It was the all four of them and nothing you know, too crazy happened with them, but their outfits are worth remarking on. Uh, except for, for William, I have written down boring as usual, so skip him. <laughs> That's my statement on William. He's wearing a blue suit, Kelsaprees, and, you know, there's that. Um, Kate, you could arguably say she's boring as usual, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's a dicey situation. So she was wearing a yet another white Alexander, McQue Alexander McQueen suit. Um, it was, again, an Alexander McQueen, like, skirt, and then mm -hmm. it had a jacket with a peplum on it, and she looked really good. She sure did. As she always does, and I think this is the point at which I need to talk about the text, the frantic text <laughs> that I sent you, <laughs> because the peplum, you guys, okay, so here were my, here was my th whole theory. So, my whole theory was that Kate was newly pregnant. I knew it was a long shot because she wasn't, you know, she was out and about. And I know that she's like very likely to get morning sickness again, but I guess I was also just like hoping that she was feeling good. Like, right. and maybe this I, time it, yes. she didn't just, get stricken. Ugh. Yeah. Cause I mean that I can't even imagine. It's oh, just, yeah. it's not, that's could, that's the least fun thing ever. And so I was hoping again, this is a fantasy world, but I was like, okay, she got a haircut. You know, when you get pregnant, a lot of times the two things that change first, like that are noticeable physical changes on you, is that your face gets a little fuller and your feet puff up. Again, this is not true for everyone, but this is like what the websites tell you. And so I was like, okay, she got a haircut to distract from the fact that her face might be looking a little bit different or she's anticipating that it will because sometimes when you get a haircut your fit you know your it just is different looking on your face so I was like okay she, it's a distraction so she has plausible deniability second evidence was she was wearing a bunch of different shoes and open toed shoes okay mm -hmm. and open toed again your feet swell up and so i was thinking that one she just had to buy new shoes it's also possible that she just had to buy new shoes. Or she was like, yes. forget it. It's summer. I'm going on vacation. I do not want to wear pantyhose. Thank you. I'm doing open-toed. And now she's like, I'm old enough that nobody's going to think I'm being a harlot if I show right. up without hosiery. <laughs> so anyway, so 
um, she had these open toe shoes, so that was also my hope. And then uh, the peplum, and then similarly with the poofy sleeves and the um, state dinner dress, it was like, those are things that are like distractions. Yes. She's wearing a lot of A-lines, a lot of things with like detailing at the waist. I don't know. Again, I was grasping at straws. I think it's really, you know, it's probably not cool that I'm doing all the speculating because I'm not, and I'm not at all implying that she somehow looked pregnant or looked like quote-unquote fat or anything like that again I'm projecting because I just want it right and again but also I'm I'm not I'm not the boss of them they can do what they want they have two beautiful children they can have two more beautiful children they can have zero more beautiful children it's up to them mm -hmm. I, I also don't think they're listening right now but <laughs> anyway so but I thought you did some really, I, when, as I was reading the text you were saying, I was like, these are so detailed. Like, uh, yeah. Cause like, I, I was had, like, I was like, oh my God, it like was, what if? Was it was like, a thesis. Yes. I had, I had thought through it quite carefully. When she showed up in the peplum, I was like, bam, it's for sure. Mm -hmm. This is definitely the thing. And she was holding Charlotte. So like, yeah. again, you know, you can use a baby as like a good blocker. Right. And all this stuff. Um, but as I'll get to, it's not, it doesn't appear to be so. So anyway, um, she looked great in her suit. I noticed though that whenever she makes an appearance with the children, or mo a lot of the time, she always wears an all-white outfit. And I've oh. kind of wondered about that. Like thinking back to, um, I mean, it makes sense with christenings to mm -hmm. wear an all-white outfit, but thinking back to Canada um, when they went and went to the children's party, she was wearing something yes. that was cream-colored and a similar silhouette. I get it. You yeah. want to be able to have something that you can quickly duck down and grab any right. randomly bolting toddler. But, you know, toddlers are messy. So I'm I'm impressed that she always goes with white. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. So she's just that skilled. Yeah. Well, she was also wearing um, ruby, some rubies. Mm -hmm. um, and those were, I don't know that we'd seen everything there before, but that made a lot of sense because obviously the color of the Polish flag, colors of the Polish flag are red and white. And mm -hmm. so that was kind of the theme throughout. Yes. Um, and so going, uh, moving on to Charlotte, Charlotte brought that theme more and she was wearing, again, an adorable little red dress that was flowered and she had a red hair bow in. And then she had red shoes, which, you know, they weren't that remarkable. They were Aww. just a cute pair of red baby shoes, like with a little strap. And then people.com published an article, they're Harry's shoes from the eighties. <laughs> and I'm dying over here because what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, how do you keep them? And it's so cute because they're uncle Harry's shoes. Right. And does she know that they're uncle Harry's shoes? I oh. hope she does. Yeah. I would be very excited to wear some clothing of my really fun, you know, yeah, uncle, my fun uncle. uncle aunt. Yeah. <laughs> and you texted me this right away. Like, yeah. oh, you sent me this link and your comment was, I want to see the archive where they keep all these clothes right. and shoes. Cause like, I get like keeping, like how Prince George is worn like Harry's or not Harry, um, Williams, Williams clothing that he wore to, you know, the, um, tripping the color and all that. Yeah. Like he's the, he's the heir. Right. And you know, obviously Harry's the spare, but like this is extensive, like clothing hoarding. Right. Like it's okay. The christening gown, for example, that's a yes. thing that a lot of families pass down right. a, an article of clothing that 
you know, meat is, is very significant for, you know, because it's, it's traditional for people to pass it down and it mm -hmm. marks an important occasion. These shoes, there's a photo of Harry wearing them in 1982, I think. Mm -hmm. Or no, that's too early. No, not 1982. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, he's, he wasn't born yet. I think he was 1984. Yeah. So I don't know. He's wearing, oh, he's wearing them when he is too. Okay. So whenever that is, 1986? Yeah. Mm, Some, one year. Some year. Back checking. Um, <laughs> but he's wearing these shoes and yeah, obviously this is my hypothesis is it's probably some really fancy, fancy British shoe company or something, or, or maybe, I don't know, maybe some Polish shoe company made these shoes for Harry. Babies grow quite quickly. Mm -hmm. Harry wore them once when that photo was taken and they're super nice. So they like kept them cause they're also like, eh, we can, we can Preserve. pass them on. Cause you, a lot of people will do that with baby shoes is, you know, you get rid of them once, as soon as your kid grows out of them and they're definitely not worn, you know, they're not worn out. They're not like my Birkenstocks where I had to get a new pair every single summer because <laughs> I've worn them a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know where somebody found them in the back of a closet and was like, oh, these will work. <laughs> They're perfect. But yeah, that's cool. And um, Prince George, as I mentioned, was there and he was wearing his short shorts. Oh, of course. So like I said, I, th <laughs> I think that must be something that's a growth spurt. Because I, I don't know. The whole <clears throat> dressing him up like a 1950s mm -hmm. boy, yeah. I get it. I, now I do think it, when he, since he's four, I'm a little like, okay, when is it going to shift over? Like when does he wear just like a longer pant? Yeah. Or just Obviously not, not, he's not going to wear cargo shorts. No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Thank, thank God he won't either. But right. it's like, what would be in those pockets? I don't know. His Game Boy? How many Probably. Game Boys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, it is like, I, I can't remember. Do you know how old, like, William and Harry were when they made the, the switch to Big Boy? <sighs> I don't know, but I was reading, I forget where I was reading it. It might have been some comments on another blog, because people, you know, they, they're like, why do they insist on, you know, making, dressing them like they're not part of this era? And obviously that has to do with, you know, historic, you know, the history is very important to the British monarchy and all that. Um, but someone was mentioning that, like, British boys actually do wear shorts for quite some time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just my own knowledge is that, um, <laughs> my own knowledge is based on like a book written at the turn of the century where like this guy's like, yeah, I finally got my first pair of long trousers and he's like nine or 10 <laughs> and he's like, I'm a man now. And it's like, wait, what? So apparently time. that was a thing. I don't know. I, I mean, Royals used to dress their, kids regardless of gender up in very frilly dresses until they were like four so mm -hmm. things change i mean for charlotte though she yeah her dress her dresses are maybe a little old-fashioned but i feel like she can she'd be able to pull yes. it off longer because dressing a little girl in dresses is right like and that are kind of frilly and like that style hasn't changed too much right and she, like yeah, and it's not unusual to see girl little girls wearing tights and she's not wearing like leggings that have like you know crazy intricate patterns. She's not wearing like. the stirrup pants that I grew up yeah. wearing with the, the <laughs> leggings that had probably like pastel, different color <laughs> pastel triangles on them. Oh God. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just seeing him though, cause he has grown. So it's like, 
we'll see when that switch will be made, if it's made sooner rather than later, or if it's kind of in line. Right. Because, yeah, when also you can kind of dress babies however, because they're babies. They don't really mm -hmm. care as long as they're warm or they're comfortable. You know, people really don't care, you know, what what babies are really wearing. You can kind of pull off a dorky sweater a mm -hmm. lot better. But yeah, once they get to be four, I mean, it's kind of like then he's starting to probably have opinions about mm -hmm. what he's wearing. Right. So we'll see. Anyway, also he was, uh, some people were calling, saying that he seemed pouty mm. there and they're doing the whole reluctant royal thing. It's like, no, he's four. <laughs> he's four. Calm down. I mean, like, yeah, he's pouty because he, Lupo, they had to leave Lupo behind in England. Right. Like that might probably, that's like probably the reasons that he would be at all upset on this mm -hmm. trip is like, he couldn't bring his fire truck. Or something. Right. He was sitting on a fun, like, private plane, mm -hmm. having, like, probably having the time of his life, because he probably got to run up and down the aisles. He probably got to look in the cockpit. Like I said, he's right. probably obsessed with the, how planes fly, yeah. and his dad was probably explaining things to him. And then he has to get off and, like, shake hands with adults. Like, yeah. Like, I think that really anybody's not that excited. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, you know, media always needs something to talk about. So. Yeah. So the next uh, item on the agenda of the Cambridges was a visit to the Warsaw Rising Museum. This was just something that Will and Kate did. Um, and there was no outfit change. So whatever I just said about their outfits applies equally here. Uh, this was really interesting because I had never heard of Warsaw Rising. Um, obviously... One, we don't learn a whole lot about World War II in high school or junior, junior high, elementary school. We learn generally what's happened. Most of what we learn is U.S.-centric, though. Right. So my, my problem always was is we would start out, like, in my history classes, we'd always start out at, like, you know, right before the American Revolution or something. Mm -hmm. And then it would get to, like, the end of the year and we'll have, like, had, like, a snow day or, like, oh, this curriculum's just taking a little long. Or, like, whatever. And so they're always like, and, by the way, World War One, World War II, that those also happen. Yeah. And Vietnam. Yep. Okay. I'm actually really shocked at how, at least, I felt like our education of, like, World War One is. Because yeah. it, it has so much to do. Like, looking back, and like, so much of World War One affected why we even had World War Two. Right. Like, and I never, that never seemed to really be a yeah, lesson. It, it, <laughs> it, like, impacts a whole lot of stuff. The Great Depression. Mm -hmm. I mean, pro like, there's a whole lot of stuff going mm -hmm. on there that they teach us about that World War One. I, I mean, the U.S. would fought in that. Like, I don't understand quite why. I don't know. Honestly, most of my World War One knowledge uh, comes from the movie A Little Princess. Like, let's be real. The one that, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Alfonso Cuaron directed. Oh, yes. oh, that one makes me cry. Oh, I know. I know. It. I cry every time I watch it. But, yeah, it was, um, the point of that is, this was a something I had never really heard much about. Um, I didn't know what Warsaw Rising was, um, but I looked into it a little bit. It um, it was a World War II operation that was led by the Polish resistance, and obviously this is now. But well, I should say now I read World War II stuff all the time. I'm like in the middle of trying to read Winston Churchill's 
like six he has six volumes oh, yes. that he's published about the whole entirety of the war i'm still in the first volume but you know so the war hasn't started quite yet but um i do not have some better understanding of it but in most people consider the beginning of world war ii to be when the nazis invaded poland in 1939 they had said we're not gonna do that we just want this like part of our country back because there had been this disputed region between the two and um they were like no that's ours it's kind of similar to what was going on with ukraine and russia oh, okay. and that dispute the crimea it's a little bit like the people there more identified themselves as german than polish it was something that had just kind of been arguably tacked on to poland and germany thought like they were hitler's whole thing was like no we just want this part of our country back and um, all the people who were in Europe who were just like, let's appease him, Neville Chamberlain, they were like, let's just like, we'll just give them that. And then they're definitely not going to invade Poland. Well, so they did that. They gave them that part back. And then guess what happened? Invaded Poland anyway, because that was the whole point was to get everything. So Poland was one of the first countries really that came under Nazi occupation during the whole uh, World War II saga, and obviously that was not particularly good for people who were Polish. Um, there, especially for uh, Jewish people and other targeted groups that were living in Poland, um, they were often uh, forced into to leave their homes, give up valuable possessions, be moved into ghettos, and just be stripped of their rights. Uh, it didn't happen all in one big fell swoop for a lot of people. It was just a lot of slow um, erosion of their ability to keep living their lives and to be treated well. And it was not easy for any of them. Um, so the uh, Warsaw, and I'll talk a little bit more about that when I get to tomorrow. Um, but the Warsaw Rising in uh, Poland, as in many uh, Nazi-occupied countries, a, re a resistance movement sprung up. And it was people who were trying to work to undermine Nazi-occupied Poland from within. And so this particular operation, uh, the Polish uh, resistance movement had coordinated, um, at this point, this was in 1944, and so the Russians were on the Allied side at this point, mm -hmm. and the Russians were moving swiftly towards uh, the Polish border. And so it was going to be coordinated where the Polish resistance would start an uprising and the Soviets would come in to support them almost immediately afterwards, if not simultaneously. So this began on August 1st, 1944, and they uh, people were initially successful, the resistance, they managed to take Warsaw. Um, but unfortunately, at that point, the Soviet backup didn't arrive. For whatever reason, and, you know, there's probably the reason is not a great one. Uh, for whatever reason, the Soviets halted their forward movement and never made it there. So this uh, Warsaw Rising started August 1st, 1944. It lasted 63 more days, uh, finally ending on October 2nd, 1944. And uh, 
the with the defeat of the Polish resistance. Um, because the Soviets didn't show up, the Germans were able to regroup. They were able to get support from elsewhere because they had a lot more people. I mean, that they could supplement their their fighting power and their supplies with. Um, in this, an estimated 16,000 resistance members died. And really what people think is one of the things that was important for the Polish resistance was to make a successful bid to take back control of their uh, city be or in Warsaw before the Soviets got there. A lot of them wanted to do it early because they didn't want to end up trading Nazi occupation for Soviet occupation. Well, some people think Stalin deliberately didn't show up in time because obviously after the war, that's kind of what happened is um, Poland became part of, you know, part of that, that structure there. So yeah, so that's what happened. Um, Will and Kate, they went to this museum. Um, they learned a lot about it. They were met by a uh, president and first lady of Poland and talked to them. And they also met with some World War II veterans um, and spoke with them. So I liked that they went there because I learned something completely yeah, different. Yeah, I'd never heard about that. Yeah. I had been to uh, Oslo, Norway, because that's where my people are from. And there's a Norwegian resistance museum there. Again, something I'd never heard about. And it was so cool to see the artifacts and things like how crea how creative people were hiding like radio parts in their couch legs and mm -hmm. doing all this other stuff. And it's just, I don't know. I really like learning about these things. I don't expect my history class to teach me every single thing. Like, you know, I'd still be in school. There's probably PhDs who like, uh, who's like have PhDs in history on um, World War II and they like, they can't know everything mm -hmm. because you know, there's a, lot there's know. a finite space <laughs> and finite space and time in your brain. So, <laughs> and time to fill it with. So yeah. And then after that day's events, they moved on to a party and this was a party celebrate for the queen's birthday. And it was given at the old orangery in Wazenki park. I think I said that right. I wrote it out phon phonetically. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. And so that was um, in Warsaw, obviously. And again, just Will and Kate here. And uh, Wazenki uh, Park, it's one of the big public parks in Warsaw, and it has a lot of different buildings. And so the old orangery is uh, an old court theater from the 18th century, and it's still intact. All the decor inside is the same, but it also has some sculptures. It's got various galleries of, of Polish sculpture, so I think it was a good place, a good venue. Their website is really pretty. <laughs> it looks really pretty <laughs> to go there. Um, and so on to what they were wearing. Uh, Will, I have boring outfit again. I don't know if he even changed. I didn't notice yeah. if he changed. Would it be appropriate for him to be wearing a suit? Right, right. But he didn't. Party? Yeah. There wasn't like a, a whimsical tie. No, no. Unfortunately. So, but Kate, well, maybe he didn't want to distract from Kate because Kate got, went out of the box this time. Yes. All right. Well, first and foremost, I have to say this is the first time my dreams were crushed because Kate was openly drinking wine. 
And so I was like, maybe it's grape juice. You know, I'm doing that. And then <laughs> if my husband correctly pointed out, he's like, no, because then people are going to be like, she was drinking. Right. And then I'm like, no, but then she could say, like, I was clearly drinking grape juice. And he's like, they're not going to go through You that. just assumed. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so fine. Fine. Um, but back to her dress. So this one I did not phonetically write out, but I think I've got it. So this is a dress that was by a Polish designer, Gozia Bazinska. Maybe? Okay. I'm trying. Um, these are my thoughts on it. The skirt? Love it. Can't get yes. enough of it. Loved it. Cool. The elements of movement, the black trim on the outside of the panels. I, I was obsessed with it. It was so cool. The belt? don't think it went with the dress i thought it was super cool when i zoomed Agreed. in on it and looked at it it would have been way cooler with just like a plain white like co crisp cotton like t-shirt dress or something similar mm -hmm. it would have it just was a lot it was it was in the words of tim gunn it was a lot of look and so the skirt was so cool you needed maybe just a simpler band mm -hmm. there the top i hated with the passion and fire of a thousand suns mostly because it did not fit her and I couldn't tell what the fabric was exactly. It was yeah. like this weird, maybe sweater, like sweaterish material. Oh, really? I, I it looks, yeah, I don't know. It, it mostly the bust was what. Yeah, the I bust, guess. and yeah. the thing was also the straps didn't fit. Mm -hmm. You can see. So I'm a person who, like, I will frequently buy a dress that has, you know, just like, not spaghetti straps necessarily, but like, you know, a tank top. Uh, straps and you you need to take them in mm -hmm. a little bit just because a lot of times one that'll just help the bust line sit where it's supposed to sit and when you're a taller person you know sometimes you have to buy a larger size just to get it to like actually fit you and so mm -hmm. you have to take that up because she's tall and she's obviously right. very thin so she she has a lot of things the darts I don't even know man that was like a Madonna cone bra yeah but that's why I was like what fabric is this because it was so severe looking mm -hmm. like you know there's i don't know i just think that whoever fit her top didn't have enough time to do it right or just wasn't the fabric was just hard to make modifications after the fact yeah and um i actually did read an article because they interviewed him afterwards and so they obviously were asked to like send a lookbook and mm -hmm. created the look and they had no idea if she was going to wear it but he said it was different a different experience because usually he works on the person yes and so i feel like this was definitely a case where right he wasn't he maybe he just wasn't used to it or it just it seriously was a an issue where she should have yeah because had the dress maybe altered or tried on or before and, and maybe I, that didn't happen i wouldn't be surprised if you know she probably gets everything altered you know once or twice i think mm -hmm. probably with this is she um she had a couple of dresses and it was just something that like i my guess is that they didn't realize how difficult it would be to make those alterations. And so they ordered it on, you know, maybe he even like had a person, like somebody went and bought it who's similar to her sizing. And so mm -hmm. they thought it would be okay. But again, those weird measurements like shoulders and personal. bust height and things, it is different enough that it just doesn't look. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I was distracted by the jewelry. I hate that jewelry. Yeah, the, that's the she was wearing the pearls that yeah. like, kind of were randomly dropped. That like I feel like that would bug me all night. Personally. I call them the pearl baubles, <laughs> and I also wrote eighties. 
and not my taste, which is me being polite. Um, yeah, the earrings on their own look like my grandma's clip-on earrings. That's not a compliment. Like, my grandma's jewelry taste was kind of insane. Um, it's just a lot. Again, it, Tim Gunn speak, it's a lot of look. And I just don't think that they went together. The the pearls with the belt and the crazy dress, like that dress was something that should stand on its own and it should be something that's relatively simple or very modern jewelry, I think, because mm -hmm. it's such a modern dress. And I get it, like you don't want to, she's not going to walk out looking like a gallery girl, mm -hmm. you know, who's, or like somebody who's a muse of like a, works in an architecture firm in Japan or like, you know, <laughs> like a super, super hip yeah. person who I'm inventing in my head. But like, She's got to at least not fight against the dress. And I think that the jewelry choices that were made ended up making it look like she was fighting against the dress. So the shoes were fine. They were just black shoes with an ankle strap. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I agree. I loved the skirt. It was really the top that I was kind of like this. I feel like it was, they just didn't quite go together. No. Um, but I love, yeah, I love the top and I, I, I applaud her for going with a more riskier look for sure. Because Definitely. she doesn't always, she does get criticism for her, her cocktail wear sometimes. And yeah. Cocktail wear is hard. I don't blame her. I mean, when I became a professional woman, um, I don't know. There's a lot of like events that are held that are like cocktail hour. And I'm like, what the heck do I wear to this? And it's really hard because for her, I think it's kind of similar to, you know, me. If I'm showing up in an event for lawyers, I'm not going to show up in, like, a dress that I would necessarily pick to wear to myself. Like, there's certain things you have to make sure it's a certain length. It can't be too short. It can't be too low cut. It can't, like, just show your arm. It has to look good with a blazer on mm -hmm. in case it's one ends <laughs> up being one of those where everyone else is wearing a suit and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. I showed up wearing bright red shoes. What's going on? That happened to me once. But, um... So cocktail can be hard. I think, yeah, this was a good shot. I don't, I don't hate the overall thing. It's not like, I could definitely see where she was going with it. I think the execution was just a little bit off. And I don't think it was Kate's fault. I think it was just, you know, time. Time got away and, yeah. I mean, I'm never going to criticize somebody for that kind of swing and a miss. Because mm -hmm. it, it wasn't even literally a miss. It was like a soft hit that got you to first base you know it was a bunt it was like it's fine it's successful i like mm -hmm. it it's just not the grand slam mm -hmm. that we've seen occasionally um so that was it for their first night um that was their or their first day uh the next day they left warsaw and they went to dansk mm -hmm. i think i'm saying that I right think you're right i think you're right um but first their first stop uh, well, before I get to what they did, I'll just talk about the outfits because they wore the same thing mm -hmm. all day. Um, from what what I saw, I'm assuming Kate put on a fluffy bathrobe and some bunny slippers when she got back <laughs> and just chilled. Um, but what she was wearing uh, when out in public was an uh, Erdem, uh, what looked like a dress, but is actually separates. That was a rose pattern. I freaking love this dress. I think, I don't know, it's probably just because I want this dress. I don't wear floral patterns that much, but I just absolutely loved it. Again, understand that not everyone was crazy about it, but I think that it was really a smart choice because of the various events she had to attend, which were very 
different <laughs> moods yes. going on. She had to fill a lot of uh, different types of I don't know, tick a lot of boxes here. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, but it ended up being something that was appropriate, I think, at each event. Um, she was wearing open-toed shoes again. They're the ones that she also wore to Wimbledon. Um, but yeah, I think, again, I should say, I don't think that this is one of those home run Grand Slam outfits, but I just really liked it. It was a, one of those things that was risky. It wasn't a typical like pencil skirt cocktail frock or, or day dress that she wears, but I think she looked great in it. Mm -hmm. um, for William, I'm going to comment on what he's wore <laughs> because I realized somebody on some blog made a comment that he was wearing a polka dot tie. And then I was like, polka dots in Poland because ah. the polka. So I hope yeah. whoever picked that out for him realized the obvious thing like, bravo. Yes. Because, I mean, what else, like, you know, he's not going to show up in later hosen. No. no. Which, that I would wish he would, but yeah, he's not going to show up in later hosen. Um, but the, I liked the little polka dot. That made me laugh. Um, okay, so to go on to what they did. They started the day um, in northern Poland at the Stutthof concentration camp. Um, so kind of going back to what I was talking about before and how... Poland suffered greatly from Nazi occupation and the events of World War II in general. It was not great to be a Polish person when the Nazis uh, came into your country because if you were at all not, if you were, if you were not enthusiastic or if you caused, caused or were perceived to have caused any problems for them, you were a likely target to be sent to Stutthof. Uh, it was originally designed as a labor camp for Polish people. It became a concentration camp in 1942. And throughout the whole span of time there, the number I saw was that a total of 65,000 people uh, died there. And of those, 28,000 people were Jewish. Um, many of the people who died um, in the camp had been at Auschwitz first and were moved to uh, Stutthof as the Germans retreated. Um, so really the tail end days of the war, which is something that is just, I can't even, I can't even articulate how awful it is. Um, Will and Kate uh, got a tour from the museum director. They saw various locations in uh, the camp, including um, the barracks and the other places where the, where the labor took place. They also saw um, the gas chambers where people were murdered and other very sad uh, locations like that. Mm -hmm. um, there are some really just powerful images that came out of the visit. And I'm probably going to start crying when I talk about this last oh, part. Okay. Um, the most emotional part by far was um, two people who had survived the concentration camp. Um, their names are Ziggy Shipper and Manfred Goldberg. And they were teenagers when they were sent there. And they became friends with each other and they both survived. And neither of them had been back to the camp. Um, but they returned while the Duke and Duchess were visiting. 
And I can't even imagine what that would have been like to be in that room. Um, they, Ziggy and Manfred seemed to, you know, be happy that they were getting to shine a light on, you know, this place that they had mm -hmm. suffered. I mean, I think that they saw it was important. And right. I think they made a comment like they real, like they, they, they saw that the Duke and Duchess were greatly affected by what they saw and were being very, I think, respectful and mm -hmm. they were touched and emotional and moved. I mean, it's, I might offend people here, but if you're not moved by something like that, you're a monster. What's wrong with you? Look in the mirror, look at your life. You know, it's just, it's a lot. And yeah, um, I just, I think it's, I can't imagine how it would be so hard to have part of your job be the, like, yeah. not only going to these things, because it is so important to go to these things, even if it's not your job. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there are time. there's a time and a place for everything. Like, sometimes you're not in an emotionally good place to go to some place like that. But I do think it's important to at least remember what had ha what's happened right. in our recent history. Um, but to go there and then be like you have your reactions be parsed and have to meet people and you know i'm talking out loud right now and you know you're terrified you might say the wrong thing or make a comment or be seen as being flippant about something that you you have nothing but the utmost respect and, and awe and empathy for everything that these people have been through and like, you know, to have that like burden of being like, oh my God, what if I accidentally say something that right. offends them? Like, or you oh, have a geez. weird look or Yeah, or something. like, you know, a lot like... of... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just feel like if I ever visit, you know, a, a concentration camp, I don't believe I will handle it very well. No. And like, I don't have, obviously I'm not, I'm not Jewish. I don't particularly have that, you know, a family that was affected, but... Like, you know, like you said, you're, like, I'm you're not a monster. You're an empathetic human being yes. who can put yourself in the shoes of somebody who you can just think like, oh my God. Right. Like, I'm, I'm really disappointed yeah. in, in humankind. It's, yeah. It's just, it's, it's a lot. Right. And like I said, I mean, well, people were originally like, oh, Kate wore a floral pattern to a concentration camp. And it's like, and that's kind of what I'm talking about mm -hmm. here. She didn't wear a party hat. No. You know, like... And to have, and everything, you know, I'm glad she has all the people she does to help her f navigate the waters of mm -hmm. dressing properly for things. And I do think that the dress was appropriate because, you know, like I've read that the rose is seen as a symbol of hope. Yes. And I think that that's something that is very respectful. Again, it wasn't, she wasn't showing up in a skin tight mini skirt dress mm -hmm. or anything like that. It was something that was subdued. It wasn't. Right. It just happened to have a pattern on it. Right. And I think that the pattern was, you know, relevant and respectful, mm -hmm. symbolic. Yeah, exactly. It's a symbol of hope. And like, I think it would have been weird. Like she's, you know, just their presence there is obviously bringing a spotlight once again to an issue that we still have to talk about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a very respectful dress to wear because yeah, the, the sign of hope, like you, you want to show that there's like something to look forward to and there, you know, well, something comes out of the worst. Yeah, you know? exactly. There, there, it's not like, Oh, everything happens for a reason. Cause yeah. I, that can be, that's just not, yeah. you know, it's not great, but it's like, 
something good can come out of something bad. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't want the bad thing to have happened in the first place. Right. It would be great if we had a time machine. Though we would probably mess up the space-time continuum and everything would Perhaps. explode. Yes. But, you know, maybe we can turn back time and save Sirius Black and let him escape on Buckbeak, the Hippogriff. <sighs> I don't know. Okay. Tangent. But, like, yeah. It's just important also to, to like acknowledge people and acknowledge their pain and their history, their experiences and be like, we have not forgotten you. And I think mm -hmm. this was just great. Yeah. All right. And moving on to something a little bit more lighthearted, um, which I was glad there was a chaser after, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Kate, <laughs> Kate allegedly when trying the, uh, golden water, which is effectively gold schlager for anyone who's <laughs> attended college. Um, they went to the Gdansk old market square where they were given some local delicacies, including this liqueur. So again, Kate is like, not pregnant, guys. Taking shots. What up? Or she's more taking, like, dainty lady-like sips. Apparently she said it was quite strong. I don't know if I believe that quote, but, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it probably is. It's, like, it's liquor. So mm -hmm. um, they also ate pierogies, which I love pierogies. Um, potato good. dumplings. Amazing. And they... Uh, one of the things I was going to say at the, the top of the this day two recap, tons of people came out to see them. Mm -hmm. Just an absolute boatload of people. There was tons of pictures online and on their social media showing just them kind of being mobbed a little bit uh, at this point in the day. And everyone's just like cheering enthusiastically. They have the Union Jack out with their own flag and it just seems really, you know. They're doing a good job on their PR campaign. Yeah, for, they are. For Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that was fun. And like I said, I want to go eat pierogies and drink golden water. Mm -hmm. um, after that, they went to the uh, Gdansk Shakespeare Theater. And this is a theater of which Prince Charles is patron. Um, so, you know, it's good good for the sun to yeah. show up and make sure everything's running ship shape. Um, they, they attended a performance. I could not figure out what the performance was. Oh, do you yeah. know? They had the like, weirdest. They had super weird costumes. Like what? Yeah, like the a, masks. Yeah, it was like a bird's beak. I don't know. I, yeah, that beak thing has like a specific name. It's it's like I feel like it's Italian. Oh, which would make it? sense if it's Shakespeare. Sometimes. Yeah, he's. Stuff he, he, I mean, I. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't really reported what that at least that I saw what specifically was acted out. I would assume it wasn't a full play either. So. Might have just been a particular scene mm -hmm. or some kind of short vignette. Yeah. I don't know. But it looked interesting. They looked like they were having a good time. Again, the costumes were bonkers. So, yeah. So it was a good, I think, lighthearted break in the middle of the day. They got to eat and drink a little bit. Got to sit in an air-conditioned yes. theater. You need that balance. You need the balance to just chill, do some deep breaths. Um, their final event that day was um, to go to the European Solidarity Center and... They went there and met with uh, the former president of Poland and Nobel Peace Prize winner Lech Walesa. Um, and he founded the Solidarity Movement, which was a civil uh, resistance movement against communist rule in Poland. And Lech Walesa was the first post-Soviet Union president of, the, of Poland, if I'm remembering my history right. Mm -hmm. As I previously mentioned, we didn't get that far in history class, so whatever <laughs> I'm talking about now, I've had to figure out on my own. Um, while they were there, so, the, so this building pretty much, it was built um, in 2014. It's really beautiful architecture. It's kind of a, if you took like in communist 
type of like brutalism and then made it look n- not brutalist. <laughs> I don't know. It was like very like geometric and it, it fit in it. And it also kind of tied to the, the, um, the labor background in this because it kind of looks like rusty iron and things like that. It just looks really cool and it's on a river. It's really nice. It's built as a center. It's a little library and an education center and things like that. And um, while they were there, they placed roses at a monument that is nearby. And the story of behind that monument is in 1971, um, some dock workers were uh had a they had a strike and the ussr violently cracked down to break up the strike and people died which obviously not cool so this was actually the first monument to victims of communist oppression that was ever erected in a communist country and so they each laid down a single rose um i mean it's pretty impressive like they met with a lot of real like powerhouse leaders on this trip. They went from meeting this person, again, Nobel Prize, Peace Prize winner. And like, again, don't know all the details, but like what I remember reading about him in college, like seen as a very, very good uh, leader, like Walesa, um, got to talk to him about the state of the world. And I was kind of like, oh, European Solidarity, like I didn't know what the European Solidarity Center was. Mm-hmm. and. Then the itinerary came out, and I was like, what? Is this, like, an EU, like, building? Yeah. You know, I was kind of like, hmm, targeted name. Right. Like, it sounds on paper like it's, like, solidarity with Europe, but it's not. It's a specific movement. I'm sure they they do like the EU. Right. I don't know for sure, though. But, yeah, that was the end of their second day on their trip, and that was their final day in Poland. So that's my that was my task this week was to talk about Poland. Yeah. Yay. They did some happy stuff, I feel like, compared to what I'll not talk about in Germany. <laughs> well so, y- yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Poland has Poland from their history kind of got, you know, the worst of like Yeah. Everything when it came down to the war. Like yeah. people were just like, sure, you can just take it, you know. Yeah, it was so. just it's not it, Again, it was not great to live there. Yeah. It was actively terrible, mm-hmm. uh, in fact. Yeah, this is um when... So when we were planning this episode, uh, Caitlin texted me, hey, do you have a preference? Like, how are we going to divide this up? Yeah. And we're like, oh, let's just go by country. Like, you know, that's easy because we can do the research and all these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then I was like, I don't have a preference. Do you? Kate's like, no. So it's like, I'll flip a coin. So I get a, co- I get a text. It's like, heads... For me, heads, Germany, tails, Poland, and then I get a picture and it's a quarter that's a heads. So I got Poland, but you know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about Poland just now that yes. I did not know. So thank you. Yes, it's a little heavy. Also, mm, just as a brief aside, because I was, I asked my husband, he went on a weird trip in high school. There was like a trip, he went to the Czech Republic and Austria. And I couldn't remember if he had also been to Poland or Germany, so I asked him, and he's like, "Why? Why are you asking?" I said, "Oh no, because um, we're doing this podcast." He's like, "Do you have any fun facts on Poland?" Because for his job, he does a lot of research into global issues. And he's like, "Oh, they have a white nationalist party that's being pretty popular." And oh yeah, that's been in the news recently. Yeah, yep. Because they're like trying to change all the rules about government and stuff. So yep. yeah, because that that story came out like the day after they left, and I was like. 
Weird. Yikes. Yeah, so that's one thing. Um, so, I mean, looking through the lens, though, of, of that, I mean, meeting, making sure that you include a concentration camp and meet with two uh, Jewish men who had been there and make them a prominent part of your day, I think, is a really good thing to do. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because obviously you might want to shake people and say, what is wrong with you? All right. I'll stop. But thank you. That was <laughs> I mean, I'm just letting people know. In case you didn't know, that's happening. I don't know, man. All right. Tell me about yeah, Germany. So moving on to Germany. So yeah, so we did see their um, departure from Poland um, and then obviously their arrival in Germany. And uh, once again, just like when they um, disembarked the plane in Poland, the family was united in color. Yeah. To welcome their, um, to welcome themselves yes. to Germany. <laughs> um, so, and blue was the color that, blue. that they all were wearing. Do you know what blue specifically? Yes. Prussian blue. Which I know because of Bob Ross. <laughs> really? Yes, Bob okay. Ross. He's always like, we'll take some Prussian blue. We'll just oh. make a happy little lake here. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Kate's outfit in particular was that, that Prussian blue um, and it was, it's funny because so when I was like, oh, I should learn a little bit more about Prussian blue, which I will share in a few moments. But when I first, there was a Wikipedia article, which I almost instantly, that's the first thing I click on. Yeah. And, but it was like, there's like this band that was like, they're white supremacists. Oh, yikes. But they're also like 15 years old and like, I don't uh. know. So. Oh, oh, they're twin girls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh God. I've read about them. Yeah. 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 And so I was like. What the? Why? Why is this the first thing that comes up? Like, yeah. But no. So, anyways, um, that exists. So it took yeah, me. No. It actually took me several clicks to actually get to the history of this color, <laughs> of just this color blue. Yeah. Um, and its significance. And um, yeah, Prussian blue. It's um, Prussia being the former um, German kingdom that used to make up uh, what was Germany, what was Poland, parts of the Czech Republic, Ukraine. Um, and in 19, and that was until 1918 when there was the German revolution and they dispelled, they ended the German monarchies that existed and kind of German. Yeah. Oh, well, well I mean like, oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yep. Okay. Sorry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah. Russian. Nope. That's the year <laughs> yeah. earlier. No, you're talking about like the, the, se like the sex for Gotha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like those, like people, the Prince Albert one. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Since he's our most famous. Or at least in British history, one of our more famous. I've watched uh, the movie about movies about him the most. <laughs> like that's why I'm yeah. like, oh, Prince Albert. Yes. yes. At least I in our a, mind, I have he's, a the soft... most, he's the most attractive. Hello, that, I'm oh. played by Rupert Friend, and yes. I have very good. I have a very good chemistry <laughs> on screen. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm being crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this this color was um, used in um, in military gear mm -hmm. in the Prussian Federation or whatever, and also up to World War One. And um, the color was also created, or the hue was created in Berlin. Um, the color was also um, color their national flowers, the cornflower. Um, cornflower is also my least favorite blue crayon. I was gonna say that's how box. that's how I know. Yeah, and that's what it is. that was my first initial thought. So I was like, ew, I don't like that blue. I always like denim. Denim is my favorite crayon. Mm. Little blue, mm. um, just so people know. Um, but yeah, fact. yeah, and and Kate's and so there was those two colors that kind of. You know, once again, was that symbolism of like, hi, welcome, we're here again. And also, I think it also ties in, yeah, like with Prince Albert, that the British royal family does have some heavy German roots, which they've tried to hide. Oh, yeah. Especially I mean, during the, yeah. the war when they, you know, their their name was Saxburg 
Gotha. Gotha. I don't and know. they change it to Windsor because that obviously sounds much more English and not German. Yes. Uh, so I think it was also maybe a, a tie back that, you know, that shared history, which is, you know, part of their job is as informal diplomat, uh, diplomats, excuse me. I also thought it, when I first saw it, I honestly thought it was the same color as the EU flag. Yeah. I thought it was coming up on the heels of Queen Elizabeth's yeah. um, thing. They had some yellow. Yes. Well, yeah, I was just if like, ooh, because there's a photo of her, that I, of Kate, that I saw standing in front of an EU flag and was like, ooh, strikingly similar. Right. Which, again, when you're meeting with Angela Merkel, you right. might want to be giving off a certain signal. But exactly. anyway, when I saw yeah. it was Prussian blue, mm -hmm. it, that made a lot more right. sense. Um, and Kate's outfit looked very familiar, not because of the color, but because of the, the style of the um, the dress that she was wearing, the dress coat, which was from Catherine Walker. And it's because she actually owns it in red. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. She's worn it in 2011. Um, she wore it when she was in Canada, yeah, in Calgary. And then also she just wore it last year at the Order of the Garter. Um, so she has the exact same coat in two different colors, which is great because she can wear this color, both of those jackets also for, you know, a variety of reasons and also it matches the Union Jack and um, yep. whatnot. Um, so yeah, so once they debarked um, and there wasn't, yeah, once again, Will was not wearing anything particularly of note besides a, a blue tie. Mm -hmm. um, and Charlotte was in a cute blue dress. And she and had blue flowers. Shoes. Yeah, and she got a little posy. And another blue hair bow. Yeah. Oh, God. Can't even stand um, From there, the kids went off probably with Nanny Maria. Mm -hmm. And uh, Will and Kate went off um, to Berlin to meet with the Chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel. Um, yes, who was the most public face of Europe and the EU and... Uh, Obviously of Germany, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was, of course, important that they meet with her since they're trying to, you know, do some soft diplomacy here. Make it make people go you know what we're still europeans but we just don't want to operate with all your rules <laughs> they want the best of both worlds even though she's very been very like they don't get to pick and choose like yeah well yeah she's taking the correct hard line on yeah. this she's like you can't have your cake and eat it too man like right well you can't have your scones and eat them too british mm -hmm. people you know it's it's not if you don't want to be part of this, then you also then you can't get the benefits of the deal. Like you can't just carve out what you want. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There, there is not a compromise here. <laughs> right. Um, so who know? We have no idea what they talked about, but um, I'm sure there was there's some <laughs> speculation from the fun girls. Did you? Were you going to talk oh, no, about I, this? No, I didn't. Okay, I just so I'm pull. I have the um, go fug yourself uh, slideshow for this date pull up so I can follow along with the outfits and I saw this which made me laugh and I want to give it a shout out which is um everyone so it's uh Angela Merkel Will and Kate in this photo it says everyone uh wants this photo to be taken so they can get inside and gossip and it says Angela has questions about when this Harry slash Meghan show is going to get on the road <laughs> they may FaceTime Michelle Obama to ask her how she thinks that romance is progressing and yes in my dreams again that's no, exactly what I happened. hope that's what they were doing yeah because that seems like a much more yeah fun thing to talk about and then they all like started doing like prank calls to Harry yeah too <laughs> is your refrigerator running and you know like just the, the classics and it was fun. And then they maybe prank called uh, Barack. Mm -hmm. Like, came up with a fake, like, joke crisis for him to solve. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, psych! You know? Yeah. Anyway. All right, I'll stop writing oh, my fan fiction saying. out loud now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then one, once they had finished meeting with um, Angela Merkel, they um, they were still in Berlin, so they visited the, there's a Holocaust memorial near the Brandenburg Gate. Mm-hmm. And so they, yes, once again had uh, to kind of, yeah, they had to navigate that kind of more tricky and somber situation since it's essentially these large concrete squares that symbolize the millions and millions of lives that were lost um, during the Holocaust. And then, um, then they posed for some pictures in front of the Brandenburg Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of their first kind of first events of the day. Um, later that evening, they were back for um, a second birthday party for the Queen, except this time at the British um, residence or um, diplomats residence in Berlin. Um, and for this one, Kate wore she tacked McQueen um, and wore a red off-the-shoulder dress that kind of went to her ankles. Um, and was compared to the emoji. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, it emoji. looks like the dancing lady emoji that yes. I send when I want to put extra, like, woo in my texts. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the dress. I, did I thought too. It was, I thought it was very fun, and um, I thought it was a good, like, wear the red that's, you know, part of the German flag. And um, I felt like it was, a, yeah, it was a very good cocktail attire. And also something that she's, she's done, you know, an off-the-shoulder look as well. Um, previously, but I thought it was a good one to wear for the event. I, it really didn't look like a McQueen. That was the one thing that yeah. I wasn't expecting. And so I, when I saw the original that they pulled it from, it was all, almost about the same. And I was really surprised because I'm so used to seeing a little bit more, like that one feature that's really bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was a very nicely done um, outfit. And more champagne for Kate. So yeah. there's more reason to doubt Ugh. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. You if, know, if you're living have, your best well, life. I'm, yeah. Get it, girl. Right. Have have a cocktail. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the red dress. I thought it was super fun and just looked like, I mean, it seems like perfect for an outdoor party mm-hmm. too, because, and I, I don't know, I think the weather there was mid seventies yeah. Fahrenheit, obviously. Mm-hmm. No one was melting. Yes. Um, but like not... So to, like, wear a, you know, heavier, like, more formal, you know, dress, that mm-hmm. seemed like it was kind of like a, a nice summer dress to wear. Mm-hmm. And she seemed really comfortable in it yeah. versus when she was wearing the white dress in Poland. Yeah. She seemed, I think she was very, yeah, there was a lot going on, like you said, and I think she seemed less maybe comfortable. Yeah. The McQueen dress, it's a little sportier. Like, it's mm-hmm. also quite girly. It's v- frills and mm-hmm. ruffles, I should say. Um, but it is very, it's much more like, I don't want to say plain cause that makes it sound like I'm unembellished. Mm-hmm. There's, there's yes, what it is. And like, yeah, simple in a way that's like good. There's like one feature, which is the, the shoulder mm-hmm. and the sleeve situation. And then the rest of it is just a well-cut dress. There's nothing, distra- there's not like 80 different distractions mm-hmm. happening. So I thought it was really nice. Yeah. And then, um, Prince William spoke at the event and they talked about Brexit and he pretty much just said, um, I mean, his quote directly was, the relationship between the UK and Germany really matters. Um, it will continue despite Britain's recent decision to leave the European Union. I'm confident we will remain the firmest of friends. So once again, kind of going, yeah, we're going we're gonna to leave, but we need to... We're going to be friends, which means we're going to be nice to each other. <laughs> or I hope... Please don't. Please don't. Please don't hold it against us that right. some people just really wanted David Cameron out of office. Yeah. And didn't take it seriously. <laughs> right. So, once again, yeah, Britain's recent decision and not the royal's decision. <laughs> but 
Yeah, we obviously don't know how they vote. I don't, I don't think we will. Unless, I don't know, unless Charles goes like, rogue and is yeah. like, here's everyone's list. Yeah. Yeah. This is who's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of their end of their first day um, in Germany. And so by their second day, they were actually moving quite far. Actually, they were moving about six hour, a six-hour drive. I assume that they helicoptered or something um, into southwest Germany to Heidelberg, um, which is the sister city of Cambridge, England, which is perfect because they are mm-hmm. the Cambridges. Um, and uh, they started their day off. I'll actually start with what Kate was wearing since she changed twice that day. No, she was actually three outfits that day, um, now that I think about it. So many. I know. Um, and she wore a yellow um, midi um, Jenny Packham dress. And it was in a really, I, don't, I can't even explain the fabric because at first I thought it was. like it was, a brocade. Yeah. See, I thought it was like that or a jacquard or whatever. Um, but apparently it's it wasn't. It's like some sort of lace overlay, but it's got a, like really 3D mm. flowers on it. Um, so I thought. Trying that was, to zoom in here. Yeah. And so I thought it was a really. Um, I really loved the fabric. The cut wasn't particularly my favorite. Um, I don't know what it was because, I mean, she wears dresses like that very often, but still wasn't, I don't know, something was really, something seemed off about it. Um, I think it might be the sleeve length. Yeah. Um, Seems to hit her in like the, so when shopping for sleeved dresses, you don't, or like short sleeve shirts or anything, I mean, unless you are a model, um, which, I mean, Kate is effectively a model, but, yes. like, for a lot of people, if you, you know, you want to, like, make sure that the sleeve hits you in the right spot because sometimes it'll hit you in the part where your arm is widest and mm-hmm. conventional wisdom, which, again, listen to it or don't, um, do what makes you happy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, like it's just, I don't know, it seems like, but these just maybe seem like they're a little too short because mm-hmm. they look like they're, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I love um, the I love, I love the everything color. else. But yeah, I love the color. Yeah, once again, calling back the German flag and all of that. And they started their day by visiting the German Cancer Research Institute. And uh, there they looked, um, they learned about the work that they've been doing. Um, they didn't really mention kind of the breakthroughs that um, the Institute has made, but um, they looked at some cells, they, uh, and talked with the staff there. Mm-hmm. So lab coats for Kate and Will. So she changed... She wore four of them. I know. She also wore a What a day. Coat. What a day. I wonder if she's, like, was it embroidered with, like, HRH, the Duchess <laughs> of Cambridge? You know how they have those jackets? Yes. I bet. Like, so. I would also want a lab coat. And also, whenever I would visit, like, a, I don't know, like, when you'll get to it, but they make pretzels. Like, I also want a chef's coat. Mm-hmm. I would just want everything with an embroidery yes. and so I could hang it in my closet. Because mm-hmm. that would pretty much make her like Barbie. Like she right. just does all these, she's these just, things. And like, she's like, I'm a chef. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a cancer doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> that would be me. Things. I would point to the coat and be like, yes, that's mm-hmm. from when I was a cancer doctor. <laughs> and then, yeah, once they were, um, once they completed their tour, they went to the main square in Heidelberg, um, to check off something we asked for in our tour wish list: pretzels. Pretzels. Yeah. So, um, Will and Kate both made, um, she is wearing a ship's pretzel. coat. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even remember that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Does it say that? Okay. I've got to zoom in. Is it Sorry. an apron or is it a chef's no, coat? No, she also wore a chef co- chef's coat. It looks oh, like. Oh, no, that's her. Oh, that's a Quebec. Canada. Never mind. I was gonna say that looks like God, I'm different to her. Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Yes, it does have Cambridge uh, on embroidery on. So okay, love it. Carry on. Yes. Um. And so from there, they made some pretzels, and or at least they rolled them. They didn't bake them. And then um, they also made some some candy in the square, which yeah, it was 
yeah, all the pictures that they showed, there was lots and lots of people out to see them. And I think even when Kate first, I think it was when, maybe it was when she was in Poland, but someone was like, you're so beautiful. And she oh. was like, it's just the makeup. Okay. And I'm like, liar! No, I have to tell this is the best reaction ever. So I was watching Antiques Roadshow and um, the British version of it. And there was um, a guy who brought in something like old from the 1850s or something. Mm -hmm. And he, the appraiser says something like, and you don't look old enough or you look quite young for someone who will remember this. And the guy just gestures at his face and goes, moisturizer, etc." <laughs> and so every time in the last like two weeks, every time my husband compliments me, he was like, oh, you look nice. And I just go moisturizer, etc." because... <laughs> You know, that's a great response. Yeah. I mean, you could have had plastic surgery. And if somebody says, as long as you're also using moisturizer, the rest of it will fall under that, etc. Yeah. So that's, I feel like Kate was just being like, yes, moisturizer, etc. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's not me. It's, it's all the, it's all the, the product. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, from there, they, there was a change to um, one of Kate's classic Breton Stripe shirts. She was in blue <sighs> from Hugo Boss. Because um, she and Will had a race Yay. to run. Not really run, but more. Um, they both um, were the Coxswain. Coxswains. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, for dueling um, crew, teams. crew teams. And um, once again, Will was the winner. Because I know they also raced when they were in Canada. Um, they've had three total. Will's won yeah. two, and Kate's won yeah. one. Yeah, and I think the one Kate won was that sailing. Yeah, yeah. But she, but she, that was she much should more fun. win. She should win sailing because she worked on like a sailing right. sailboat, like in her gap year and mm -hmm. stuff. And I mean, she also does a lot of crew and stuff. Yeah, I feel like you know you gotta. We've all been there where we have to protect our husband's ego, right? And so you know we'll just maybe throw our rhythm off of just a touch, just a touch. <laughs> Because we don't want him pouting all night. We already have to do with deal with two children. We don't want to add a third in there. That's a grown man. <laughs> Sorry, William. <laughs> I don't really think that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you know, we've all done it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, Will was the winner. But they both actually got medals. So yeah. Really, both of them are win winners. And they both got a stein of beer. Yeah. And looked very joyous to be drinking it. Mm-hmm. So, you're probably like, Yeah. So, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Welcome world. This is me. Um, so yeah, so that was that kind of their day in Heidelberg. And then they were back in Berlin for the evening. Um, so yeah, they must have had to take a like helicopter or something. Yeah. Or, or a plane or something. Because there's no way that they would be driving that. Right. The six hours. Um, and so their evening back in Berlin was to celebrate um, Berlin's creative um, industry and the people who are part of that. And... Uh, Kate was there too. She really matched that kind of scene since Berlin is generally known as a more eccentric, you know, city. It's very artsy mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, when where she tapped her first um, German uh, designer, uh, Marcus Lupus, is his name, and um, he is now London based. So it was once again, kind of that she has a pattern of wearing um, designers who are obviously, who they're, they have their home country where she's visiting, but they usually have a studio or are now based back in London. Yeah. I know she did that several times on their, um, trip to India and, um, it was a green, gray, and black dress with sparrows on it. Yeah. And it was very fun. I um, love yes. this one. 
Um, and she had a sweet, I mostly love, and I loved all the accessories she had too. She had like this geometric belt. Yes. Um, that cinched out her waist. And then she also had this sweet clutch that I would love because it's like this 3D, like, it's like, I don't even know, but it's geometric and it's got like these 3D like squares on it. Yeah. It and looks like it's, you know, the, um, back in elementary school when you would like color in, you know, the coloring mm -hmm. books you'd have or it's, or they have adult yes. coloring books like this too, where it looks like it's cubes, but you can't tell if it's like popping out at yes. you or going in and it like, just based on how you color it, it mm -hmm. looks like it's stacked and it can go one way or the other. It's mm -hmm. like that kind of pattern. And so, yeah, it's really fun and, you know, artsy, but not too much. It's mm -hmm. not, again, something that is going to be seen as offensive to anyone. It's mm -hmm. cubes. So, but it's really cool. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. And um, she also wore, she also debuted another piece of Princess Diana's jewelry, which is, um, it's a three stringed um, pearl bracelet. Um, a Diana has worn, um, she wore a lot with the, the um, Cambridge Lovers Knot. Because that was also, that was another piece of jewelry that Kate also debuted at the Spanish banquet was the earrings that Diana was really famous. The pearl ones that she also wore with the Cambridge Lovers Knot tiara. Um, so it was nice to see her once again, um, you know, kind of starting to debut those those pieces. And um, since that's kind of a good way to honor her the mother-in-law she's never really met, and I think yeah, William a, probably is very proud that he can kind of share that with Kate, and Kate can share that with people, and be like, because so many people admire Diana, and to have, kind of not help live, her, keep her memory on, but like... Well, it's just a good way to signal, like, she's here with us. Yes. Um, you know, she's also obviously wearing the engagement ring, mm -hmm. but at the same time, she's... Um, we expect to see her wearing that yes. at this point. It's more news when she's not wearing it, which happens during boat races. Mm -hmm. But, you know, other than that, she's usually wearing it out and about. Right. And so now she's kind of, I think it's it's really calculated and deliberate that she's incorporating other pieces that, you know, aren't necessarily the most iconic because that would be drawing a lot of attention to the clothes rather than, you know, what she's there to do. Mm -hmm. um, but, but throwing in little things that she knows people are, staring at photos of her and zooming mm -hmm. in and figuring out where everything was. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's nice to wear something that will, if for nothing else, just show like, yeah, we're thinking of her. Mm -hmm. We know that this is, you know, everyone's, she's on everyone's mind. And so we're bringing a piece of her jewelry to remember her on mm -hmm. this trip. Yeah. I loved, I love the length of this dress. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure I get that out there. It's such a heart. I, I feel like, I don't know. Who, it's so hard to pull off that length. It's like hits yeah, just above I'm the just ankle. I'm trying to think like, if I have a dress that length, but I don't know. I don't think I've ever been able to find something like that. Because usually when I, I, I know I don't, I mean, I have like a dress I bought at Target. That's like mm -hmm. a ma maxi dress. Yeah. I put in quotation marks. So it's probably shrunk. And so it's that length on me because I'm tall. But um, like a fancier dress, it, it's hard to find a good um, like a good fabric and a good silhouette on mm -hmm. everyone uh, because it does have to be, sometimes the skirt's too poofy and then it looks like you're wearing a ball gown, which, you know, sometimes you can wear a ball gown, but you don't want to show up to a, a German artist party yeah. <laughs> wearing a ball gown necessarily, <laughs> unless it's like a Bjorn, or Bjork <laughs> swan dress, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, this was great. Yeah, and so the designer, um, Marcus, um, 
Lupfer. I think his name's not Lupus, now that I'm looking at my notes. Um, did you say Lupus? <laughs> I did I say like... Marcus Lupus, but it's Marcus Luper for sure. Because I copy, I wrote, I wrote my notes out, but I never use my first round of notes on anything in my life unless I obviously don't have time. Yeah. I always recopy I'm, them. I'm with you. So that was a mistake. So it's Marcus Lufer. Um, he L- usually. Wait, Lufer. Lufer. L U F L U P. Loopfer. F E R. Wait, Loopfer. L U P F E R. Yeah. Loopfer. Like you have a loop and there's some fur. Yeah. Loop-fer. All right. Fur. Yeah. That's loopfer. That's perfect. This has been pronunciation station. Yes. And if I'm wrong, I'll let you guys know next week. Um. But he usually doesn't do dresses. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he's not actually really known for doing dresses. He actually does a lot of, like, menswear and shirts. Mm. Um, but he but they're always, like, very, like, playful and fun patterns. Like, this pattern is something they designed in-house. And so I thought it was kind of cool that they kind of thought out thought outside of the box that, oh, okay, we'll, like, work with him. And, yeah, the dress also became part of their pre-fall collection. Um, yeah, the fabric is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at a different, like, style of the blouse. Oh, okay, that's good. The blue... I've seen the name. Okay, it is. It Looper. Is, um, L-U-P-F-E-R. Yeah. But, yeah, it's um, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I thought it was a really good way to, you know, kind of stay on that same level as other creatives and really fit in the scene. Um, since they were at, um, it's called Clarchen's Ballhouse was the Ooh. their um, the venue, and it's been a lot of things over the years, like, Nazis were constantly shutting it down for just playing, you know, inappropriate music and dancing and stuff, just like Swing Kids, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so it's kind of had a long, <laughs> I was going to say, similar to Footloose, yes, right? Kind of yes. like Footloose, yes. But in this case, I mean, we're not equating but on a, a much serious, more serious level. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not equating <laughs> an angry dad pastor, a pastor yeah. who's uncomfortable with his teenage daughter's sexuality with Hitler. That's yeah. Those are different people. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I thought that was really good. You know, there was more drinking, but, um, yeah, so it wasn't, uh, it was more, they just were at the event. They didn't particularly speak or anything. They just met with people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it was a more relaxed environment, um, for them to kind of have their final evening in Germany. Um, and so by the time we get to morning, they have moved on to to Hamburg. Hamburg. Yeah. Which Jenna and I know because the Beatles... The, Be- the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Um, did kind of their first, like, over, out of the country tour. Yes. I, um, yeah. I was heavily, heavily obsessed with the Beatles. And, yeah. Didn't they get kicked out for, like, putting, stealing a toilet mm-hmm. seat or something like that? I think so. Well, anyway, yeah. pretty much, the, you know, they, they're from Liverpool. And then, sorry, I apologize to everyone who's ever been British or has to listen to this <laughs> podcast for what just happened. Um... But they joined up there, and then, like, when you're trying to make it big and rock and roll at that time, you can get a decently decent-paying gig over in Hamburg working uh, the clubs. And so they would just go there. And that's where they got their haircut from um, their drummer's, non-Ringo drummer's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Um, put a bowl over their heads and then cut around it. <laughs> but, yeah, and so they partied a lot. And they have a lot of song. They, like, I don't know when they were recorded, but I have this music somehow. And it's, like, their early um, hits, but it's in German. So, like, mm-hmm. I want to hold your hand. But, like, oh, that's in so cool. German. 
I don't know. Again, the music just kind of showed up. I think I just bought it at some point in my life. I don't know when yeah. or when it was actually recorded. I think it was recorded at the time, though, early in their career. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, so they were in uh, Hamburg. And uh, Kate, for that day, was in a lavender, Amelia Wick said, who is the New Zealand um, designer that she's had designed several frocks for her before. Um, three-quarter sleeve. It was a very recognizable Amelia Wickstead. Um, because of the pleating on the skirt, I thought it was, I, I loved it. Um, I think it was a very classic Kate dress. Yes. Um, I, I, I was more surprised since she had had a, this theme. It didn't particularly line up with really a ton of what was happening that day. Um, as far as like symbolism of color or, you know, it wasn't a, a German designer or anything like that, but I thought it was very nice and, um, just kind of a classic Kate dress. So. I would wear it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see him going back through what she did and just making. Right. Trying yeah. to see what possibly could tie in. Right. Well, she matched mention. Charlotte later, but True. maybe, so maybe that was it. Maybe Charlotte, um, everything else Charlotte had owned, <laughs> like she brought coordinating outfits and then Charlotte had like gotten mud or like Painted on Play-Doh it. or yeah. Yeah, finger paint on <laughs> everything else she owns. So Kate's like, oh God, I have to wear this She's one. She's like, okay, this is what's happening. Quick. Somebody quick. Uh, FedEx me a, overnight me a purple dress. Yes. <laughs> Charlotte's yeah. d- done it. She's destroyed everything yeah. like, in the suitcases. <laughs> I don't know how she did it. Uh, or, or no, yeah. George, George flushed all of my clothes down the toilet, down the loo. Can you please, just please, for the love of God. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. So they started the day off. They went to the International Maritime Museum. Mm-hmm. And you're probably like, but why? Well, don't worry, guys. This had... It was perfect because um, this year has been the UK-German Year of Science. Ooh. So talking about, yeah, the partnerships and uh, what they've worked on together, what they've been involved, obviously, maritime, probably there was things involved, obviously, with World War II. Or much more exciting and fun was that there is a huge Lego replica of the QE2. Yeah. Which I only know from the parent trap. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's, like, the boat that they're going to, yeah. like, that they had that's, their honeymoon on. Well, the parents did. Well, that's where they met. Oh, and then yes, that's where they met. You're they right. They met crossing, and because Natasha Richardson is British. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. So. And, yeah, and so then they meet on the QE2, and then Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan coordinate to um, ha- redo the QE2 on, like, a weird small yacht, which, like, yeah. I rewatch that movie every time it's on TV. Mm-hmm. And recently I've been like, wait, how did they get this small boat? Like, how, what? How did they have... I mean, I don't, guess they had their grandfather, like, rent the boat, but, oh, like, what? That's true. I don't know. And then um, then they go... They do take their second honeymoon on mm-hmm. the QE2. They yeah. do. So... And Dennis Quaid bought every bottle of wine. It, so do you, remember, do you remember this wine? It's the one that was served on our wedding night. Oh my God. And it's like, oh my god, he saved bottles of wine. Yes. I may have thrown a hairdryer at him, which is domestic Ow. assault and yeah. not not fun, not good, not a good look for anyone. Yeah. Don't throw. I'm sorry, I'm doing it again. In the words of Liz Lemon, nothing that plugs in, guys. Nothing that can really <laughs> hurt me. You know, like when you're throwing something at your spouse because you're mad, don't. Um, unless it's like foam bats and you're doing therapy. And like you're at the direction, and it's like I, I'm frustrated when you don't refill the Brita pitcher, bonk, you know. And again, all, all fine. Yeah, don't. 
Okay, where were we? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I knew we were going to go into a tangent if we talked about the QE2, so it's okay. Okay, okay. I, I was already prepared for it. <laughs> You've got in your notes, pause for Jenna's rambling. I just knew it was going to happen because we have lots of pop culture things. The Parent Trap's That's a great film. Learn. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing, but I'll tie this back to England. Um, mm-hmm. So the part of the movie when she, you know, goes back to when, ha- I think it's ha- Hallie or is it? Hallie, yeah. Yeah, Hallie. Hallie. Hal goes to England for the first time and then they play the there she goes and she's like driving around and then like there's like a yeah there's like the human statue who salutes at her and all that stuff so my husband has lived in England and it's now his favorite thing to go that's not anywhere near that no she lives in Kensington why would they go that way and like I'm like shut up like because it drives by it'll drive by like the statue of like Queen Victoria outside like it's driving Mm -hmm. by like a statue of Queen Victoria it's outside, like, Saint Kensington. Paul. Oh, okay. And then, like, it'll, like, jump to, like, <laughs> the Tower Bridge. And it's like, th- those things are not near each other. Surgery. But, you know, like, it's the magic of cinema. Right. And even, like, when I when I studied abroad there the first time, like, I was like, that was in my head. I know. I was like, that's, that's all I had to go off of until I really got there. <laughs> I know. Besides, like, Harry Potter, which is, you know. Magic. Diagon magic. Alley is that's hidden. You don't right. see that in your taxi ride right. into the city. Yeah. So, you know. We do what we can. Yeah. But other magical and magical <laughs> things they did that in Hamburg is then they, um, I'm probably going to botch what this place is called, but it's called the Elbe Philharmonie Concert Hall. Um, they visited the, um, it's one of the largest concert halls in the world. And they visited the orchestra there and also took turns being the conductor mm-hmm. and um several of the news sites wanted to comment that kate has played the flute so what <laughs> how's that relevant <laughs> i think they wanted to make her seem more qualified to be a conductor i mean like and, like i think she played a flute like maybe probably when she was like 15 i would say like in fifth grade yeah. for like a year and then she was like no thank you right. i would rather play sports right bye and so i just thought it was like hilarious that they were like and kate hun, a flute player in her, you know... I mean, I'm, her, I played the recorder. Yeah, like, <laughs> I played the clarinet, but, like, I'm no, not qualified to, like, read... First of all, I can't read music anymore. And second of all, like, no, I quit, and, like, I'll, in fifth grade. I'll say, I've studied the violin. I played the... I, I, I studied the violin. No, I didn't. I played the violin from when I was three until I graduated high school. I wasn't good. I didn't practice. I just liked doing it. Mm-hmm. And I can still read music. I am in no way qualified to, like conduct an orchestra like mm-hmm. that's something no yeah, yeah. but that is hilarious yes. like, <laughs> noted flautist right <laughs> Catherine Duchess I can't of Cambridge wait. I hope she comes out with a, an album that goes to charity a yes flute yeah so yeah they had that was kind of a random stop but um I mean, it's fun though all right it's fun you know they enjoyed it and um yeah the last part of their trip um, brought out the entire family. Mm-hmm. So, and it was right before they were just about to board the plane to leave. Um, they visited the Airbus factory, um, which is, you know, planes and mm-hmm. whatnot. And my dad flies an Airbus. Oh, really? Yes. My dad yeah. is a pilot and he flies an A330. Ooh. So look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they, so Kate and Will did the tour of the interior of like the planes and stuff, but outside they had the helicopter that Will currently flies as an air ambulance um, you know, pilot and, uh, George and Charlotte got to go on and take a look and George was over the moon. Mm-hmm. He was so excited. 
Um, Charlotte was just kind of like, I don't know, I'm going to sit here. I'm too. She was, she was very cute, um, but it wasn't quite her thing. So, yeah, but um, George was very excited to see the helicopter his dad flies, and um, Will got to show him around and everything, since he obviously knows the um, the helicopter quite well. And um, from there, they were ready to go. Um, the only other thing to remark on is that Charlotte had, like, a tantrum. She had a little meltdown. Yeah, and she didn't want to leave Germany. Right, she didn't want to leave Germany. I mean, there's pretzels. I mean, she didn't get her toddler dwindled. That's what I've decided. I know. That the, you know, no, I the won't. slight... Barely outburst. No, but I get toaster strudels for breakfast right. here. <laughs> they let yeah. me draw the icing on. I yeah. want to do it, Mom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what? Like, parenting is tough. We're, we're not oh parents, my God. but, like, I think we know that, like, at any I've moment. Been around, I've been around children enough, right. and, and I'm, I by no means have extensive child interaction yeah. time in my past but i mean i've lived in the world i know people with kids mm-hmm. my cousins have kids 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 just decide to freak out well i might have mentioned this blog on the podcast before but one of my favorite blogs ever is it's called reasons my son is crying and it was some guy who had two top two uh, little boys and he just was um like would take pictures and he started posting and then other parents started submitting and it was things like he asked for chicken nuggets and I gave him chicken nuggets and it's like just this picture of this like bright red toddler with tears yeah. everywhere and it's like you are not rational why yeah. I gave you exactly or like I wouldn't let her eat a quarter like it's like it's like, it's like all this yeah. stuff that it's like it's like no right. you dumb kid like why are right. you crying like i'm trying to make sure you don't kill yourself mm-hmm. or like i also just did what you asked like why are you trying why are you tormenting me right um Ugh. yeah so she had a book and they 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 took it from her so she could climb the stairs mm-hmm. and that's kind of when she yeah kind of, charlotte we just trying to make sure you it. can climb the stairs right yeah. um nope, i was reading that's what she's i was I'm almost done with my chapter right <laughs> Even though this book does not have any words, it's just a picture book. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that she doesn't know that, so yeah. she was making I up mean, the words. Whatever. I'm glad that I haven't seen like a bunch of like is Kate being a good parent, like because it's just like okay, that's it. Just yeah. like the George like reluctant royal, it's just kind of ridiculous. It's such an eye rolling thing because, yeah. like like I said, you know we're not parents. We've seen children and interact with them assumedly every other adult person has at least some experience with a toddler and understands that they are not rational beings and they are just going to randomly freak out right for no good reason Mm -hmm. and then they're gonna and then literally it'll snap your fingers and they will just be like smiley and usually well like i was saying um (laughs) i was telling you about on my vacation, like, there was one day where we woke up super early, the time had changed, still super early, we went into um, Rocky Mountain National Park and hiked for a long time, it was randomly really hot there, so I was tired, hot, like, tired mentally and physically, super hot, and just, like, felt gross, because I had been hiking all day, Mm -hmm. and I was hungry, and I just, like, we got to the hotel, and I like there was a problem with our room and I just sat in the lobby and started crying because I was, right. I was like a toddler. Exactly. I was like, I'm just, I'm hot. I'm hungry. I just want to lay down in bed mm-hmm. and eat pizza. Right. Can somebody just do that? You know? Mm-hmm. So I, girl, I feel you. So yeah, that's how that goes. Yeah. So, and by, and I mean, it was like two seconds. Kate picked her up pretty much 
two seconds later and she mm-hmm. was happy as a clam. So Yeah. She's but, like, all right, getting on the plane. Oh, right. look, an airplane. She's like, what? Oh, right. an airplane. So if anything, it just showed once again that this is a normal child. <laughs> and I think that's good, too. I mean, yeah. like, just their, the, Will and Kate's interactions with the kids when they have these kind of meltdowns. You know, obviously there's not as much video footage of, like, the Queen interacting with Prince Charles when mm-hmm. he was Prince George's age. But mm-hmm. from what I've read, and I do take it with a big grain of salt, it was more like a, you know, you had when you were a young royal, maybe, it, I think up until the point with Prince Charles, um, like, you saw your parents and you it was like going on a visit. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like you know, how normal kids go downstairs and they, you know, haven't showered yet or, you know, they've, Mm -hmm. or they're like cranky or whatever. Like it was like a, you saw your mother for 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening. And it was like, you were formally paying a call kind of. And like Will and Kate, the fact that they're there for these little meltdowns and they handle them with ease. And like, you know, it's kind of like, Okay, yeah. Because yeah. they're used to it. They're clearly very hands-on people. Mm-hmm. Um, hands-on parents who <laughs> know that <laughs> know that they just have to keep... They know that they, all they have to do is climb that step, and right. then they can just be like... Then they can go and go, Charlotte. Yeah. Or just be like, okay, we're mm-hmm. done. Like, we're all just we're done. gonna... Charlotte, we're gonna put... Things. You're taking a nap now. Well, when uh, they arrived in Germany, and people were like, oh, George looks pouty ag- again... He was clearly a kid who had just been woken up from a nap. Like, mm-hmm. he was doing the thing where he's like, rubbing his eyes and, like, yeah. kind of looked bleary. He looked like, like a dog. He looks like a dog when you wake a dog up from yeah. a nap. And you're like, come on, we have to go. And the dog's like, what? Huh? I was, I was dreaming. It was so good. What am I doing? No, I want to just lay here. Mm-hmm. And then you're, like, dragging. Like, no, you have to get up. Like, come on. Yeah, it's it's similar. So that was kind of the, the final, you know, kind of... I, I don't want to say spectacle, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah that, that occurred before they, they boarded the plane. I mean, Charlotte also tried to get up the stairs with the book. It didn't <laughs> yeah. go very well. Will had to help her, mm-hmm. but she's also still determined to do it on her own. Yeah. She's at, so, yeah. she's at that independent age where she yeah. wants to do things and right. curse you if you try to get in her way. Right. And so, yeah, so they, they boarded and, uh, said, oh, Vito Sane to, mm-hmm. um, so Deutschland. Farewell. I'll be to saying goodnight. That that one? Exactly. So yeah, that was kind of the end of their, their tour of Poland and Germany. Yeah. Um, I think it was successful. Yeah. I would have liked, again, more uh, toddler, toddler dirndls and later hosens. Yes. That's the thing. They didn't go into Bavaria. Yeah. Those things are, are a legit yeah part of the the culture so i wish that that was my thing i said no toddler drindle and later was in yeah so, yeah we agree <laughs> we yes definitely want yeah. more costumes um yeah. kate's fashion i think was on, on the whole on the whole pretty good yeah i was actually surprised that especially considering their their last tour when they were in india and um was it nepal yeah um I feel like she used more designer. She used less designers from Germany and Poland. Obviously, this wasn't as long of a tour. Yeah. Uh, but I think there was just a lot of speculation about what she'd wear. Like, oh, that was the other thing I was going to apologize for was the Jill Sanders thing. Oh, <laughs> that was what it was. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you, you texted me about that. Okay, yeah. So I was talking about, I was reading an article on German designers that Kate might wear, and one was Jill Sander. 
Yep. And I was like, oh, Jill, like, Jill Sanders, like, Bernie Sanders. Like, no, her name's not even Jill Sanders. Like, I just don't even, it was, once again, it was just one of those. Isn't it like Jane Sanders? Yeah, it's like Jane yeah. Sanders or Julie Sanders or something. And I don't even Jean. remember. Jean. I don't know. Some other J, I think. Not Jill. It, it might even not be a J. Anyways, not <laughs> Jill Sanders. So anyways, yep. I'm stupid and I'm sorry. No, it's, we record this, you know, yeah. we record this late. Yeah. Um. I think one one possible difference could be just the historical ties between um, between you know Britain and India. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different, and I feel like also with like the German designer who she did wear, mm-hmm. they have a they have a shop set up in London. It's mm-hmm. kind of more. I, I don't think that the opt it's like necessary to like wear the design the local designers because mm-hmm. a lot of the like big designers they are readily accessible mm-hmm. already in England or you know it's a lot easier there's free trade with the right. European Union you can quite easily attain these things mm-hmm. um you know the people who she did wear were kind of lesser known well at least to me oh for sure lesser known designers and so she did probably give them a big boost i don't can't think up and i mean it's kind of like a how like what's out there oh that's sure. that's appropriate and stuff mm-hmm. i think with india i think one they had a lot longer to plan it yes and there's also like more there when you look at something like a pattern you can be yes. you can instantly go yes that looks like something from india versus being like i don't see very many patterns where i'm like yes that's very that's very polish or that's very german yeah it's not a dirndl like yeah, yeah it's not more um there's yeah exactly and so i think with india also it's it's just something about like boosting local designers mm-hmm. and you know paying respect and homage to traditional uh, dress mm-hmm. there. That's like really important. And it's a it's a little bit more of a delicate delicate tightrope walk because you know British were not great to yes. people <laughs> in India. Um, colonialism. Mm. So I think that like part of that is a consideration. That maybe isn't the case in Germany, where the historical relationship between England and Germany, though fraught at times, is not anything where one is subjugating the other and trying to exploit its people. I mean, like, I guess Hitler was trying, but, like, didn't succeed at all, you know? So, that's that. But, yeah, I thought it was a very, I thought it was a very successful tour. I mean, the purpose of the tour was to, yeah, it was that soft diplomacy, and I think it's also to endear the the people to the magic of the British royal family and yep. people like Kate and Will and they're gonna go out and see them because yeah there's that romanticism to you know I don't a prince and princess and they have their and they actually and like each other yes oh. like when they're doing a boat race you can tell that they're like super competitive mm-hmm. but like playfully yeah but like I said you know like Kate knows that he's gonna pout if he loses this right. one so she might as well just like Okay, guys. Yeah. And uh, she looks great in her Breton striped striped top. Yeah, it's just everything. So I thought it was a fun tour. Uh, it seemed to go, to go by very quickly. Yeah, which it did. It did. It was only, you know, five days. and um, But I, I thought it was very fun. And I think, yeah, I think it highlighted a lot of things that I don't normally associate with when I think of like Poland or Germany so yeah I mean they're like, they had the pretzels and the the drinking and stuff but, the beer but yeah like the, everything you told me about Poland like I yeah. would have known about that otherwise yeah I mean again it was just some some things that you did a deep dive into um that otherwise wouldn't have come 
I mean, there would be no reason, unless for some reason I was traveling to Poland or Germany and mm-hmm. was doing some in-depth research into those cities. I wouldn't have known that such places really even exist. Mm-hmm. So they did their job there. They yeah. taught the world about various things. They, you know, they made me want to eat a pretzel. Sure did. And drink some Goldschlager. Just kidding. Mm. Not that last one. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think that's all we have to talk about. It is. It's a long episode again, I think. Yeah, I, I think will it is. disclose to our listeners that we did take a pizza break in the middle of this episode. We did. So, if there's any disjointedness or repetition, <laughs> it was just like, mm, the pizza Hopefully came. Hopefully we, we came back far more energized. I might be more chilled out because I'm like, mm, pizza. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, again, we didn't, uh, we didn't have pretzels, but we yeah. had, uh, dough with cheese on it. Yeah. And I think if I had a pretzel, I would want to dip it in some garlic dipping sauce like oh we did. God. That'd be good. Pop John's pizza is like, on a scale of 1 to 10, the pizza itself? Yeah. Mm, 5 or 6. Agreed. Oh, totally. The garlic dipping sauce? Is it 13? <laughs> I, I, Kate offered me, she's like, oh, last time I ordered from them, they gave, they gave me some extra garlic dipping sauces. Do you want any of these? Because she knows I have a deep, passionate love for it. And I was like, no, because I will drink a cup of garlic dipping sauce, which is disgusting. And so don't <laughs> tempt me to do this. All right. Then I'm revealing too much about myself right. at this point. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, but that's okay. So I'll yes. deal with it. I'll deal with the stigma of being in love with the garlic dipping sauce. There's worse things. Uh, so yeah, I think our next episode will discuss the Diana, um, documentary doc- documentary yes i shouldn't say biopic and uh we can't there is a diana do- uh, biopic is that starring, the one with naomi watts yes starring naomi watts which i've which, never seen yeah but i don't know yeah i don't i don't know if it got great reviews it didn't i mean it, i think it went to like sundance or maybe it went to cons or something but yeah it was like that one came out and then the same year or like right around then was the nicole kidman playing princess grace oh yeah and i was like yeah and i was like none of these people i mean they they do at times look strikingly similar to the person but Mm -hmm. also it's like you're so clearly not that person yeah so yeah maybe we will do that but yeah so we will talk about we'll definitely talk about the documentary because we i just you know it's nice to hear will and Mm -hmm. And Harry's yeah, perspective. Yeah, it's definitely a kickoff for kind of, yeah, the 20-year, oh, I was supposed to say celebrations, which is the opposite. Well, I mean, well, yeah, a celebration it can be, of her life. Yes, yeah, celebration of her life and, and her impact. And, um, and her mother, her her being a good mom. To yeah, them. exactly. So we will be back for that. So we bid you guys adieu. Tati bye. As, I don't know how to British people say that. <laughs> Ta-ta. All right, sure. Yeah. Cheerio. Cheerio.